Hey guys, brand new podcast released on the eve of my anniversary. The eve? No, no it is our anniversary. No, it's the, last it, night was the eve. No, tonight is the eve. I'm putting it out the tonight. Evening. I'm putting it out tonight. It's the eve of no, our anniversary. It's the evening. Oh, the eve's the night before. Hence, Christmas Eve, New Year's Durr. Eve. Shut up. Durr. So, do people have birthday eves? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I just they have wanted eves to... on their houses. Um, everyone. It is unanimous. Everyone likes these casual catch-ups for intros. So I just wanted to tell you where I'm at. I'm with my wife, and it is our anniversary today. 13 years. 13 years. Have I changed in 13 years? Yes. How much? A lot. For the good or the worse? Mostly for the good. I could take a little more change in the, like, picking up my shit off the floor department. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Are you happy? Yes, I'm very happy. Is are you happy? I'm, I'm the ha- you know that. You know that answer. All right, the girls are coming out here. No. You can I got me. chicken on the stove. All right, I love you, baby. Love you. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. All right, so uh, this is the little catch-up session that everyone likes, and I don't mind it either. It's a lot less work for me. Um, what's going on? Today I ran into Tommy Buns. I know a lot of people have been interested in the weight loss battle. It's going to come to a head January 2nd and 3rd on Joe's podcast. Um, I shouldn't announce that, although Joe, is, I'm sure, doesn't care that I say that, but I do say that in the podcast later, um, but I, that is where we're doing weigh-ins. We're going to be doing them with Joe. Joe's going to be emceeing them, and I think we're going to do two days of podcasting with him on the third and the f- second and third um, if everyone's schedule works out good, but I ran into Tommy Buns. i got to be dead honest with you, man. I need to fucking focus. That guy looks amazing. He really does. Uh, you know, I'm going to always bust his balls, you know, his, but man, he looks different i didn't even recognize him he looks like a meathead to be honest with you like a fucking guy that like goes to a bar and like tugs on his shirt a little bit because he still has fat body shaming issues like tugs on his shirt but like walks different and he kind of looks like that guy the guy that that probably tells everyone he fucks a lot that is exactly what he looked like and uh but we went we had a meeting at all things comedy um if you don't already check out the dollop with uh, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Um, I hung out with Dave Anthony for the first time today. I know I've known of Dave Anthony for a very long time. I would love to get him on my podcast. I'd love to get both those guys on my podcast. But their podcast is absolutely fantastic. It's a part of the All Things Comedy Network, which um, you know that I'm a part of. I'm a, Me and, and Al and Bill and Ari and Dave and Buns are all kind of uh, spearheading. And big things are happening over at All Things Comedy, so stay tuned. But just take a second and check out the dollop. I haven't listened to it yet, but I just downloaded the one. Let me real quick see if I can find it. Um, the one about baseball, the Rube, I think it's called. And he's like, check that one out. You'll really like it. So I'm going to listen to it tonight. Check it out. Give them a holler on Twitter and let them know that you heard it here. But that's what our comedy network should be. I also did the H3 podcast. I don't know if you guys know who H3 H3 Productions are, but there are two two a couple, Ethan and Ela. I always fuck her name up because it starts with an H. Ethan and Ela, and uh, I did their podcast yesterday, so that'll be coming out within the next coming weeks. But it's really good. He gets super fucking drunk on the end of it, and it fucking dollop. How do I how do I spell it? D-O-L-L-U-P, the dollop with an O, D-O-L-L-O-P with Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Um, let's see if I can find the one with 
I'll look for it. It's the one with baseball, he said. So, anyway, that's the catch-up. I hope you guys still enjoy that. Uh, tour dates, you know where to get them. I can just tell them off the top of my head. This weekend, I'm in uh, in Oxnard, and then I'm in uh, New Jersey at the Stress Factory. Then I'm in the American Comedy Company in uh, San Diego. Then, January 21st, at the Wilbur Theater uh, in Boston. Uh, and then Buffalo, and it keeps going on from there. All right. I know also you guys like to, you guys had suggested that, you know, hey, Bert, sometimes we don't, aren't familiar with your guests. So if you could give us a little short intro to who they are, I'd love that. Okay, here you go. Uh, today's podcast is with uh, John Heffron and Brad Williams. Brad is a little person. I say that only because it wouldn't be obvious when we talk about it in the thing, but that might really, you might zone in and go, oh, I know who this guy is. He had a Showtime special called Fun Size that was absolutely fantastic. I've had Brad on the podcast before. Uh, my daughter was the one who want, I brought her in to tell him a midget joke because she had told me a midget joke, and I said, you can't say the word midget. So Brad is fucking hilarious. Friends, uh, He also was on Mind of Mencia, good friends of Carlos Mencia. Um, and then John Heffern. John was on Last Comic Standing 2. I can't imagine anyone would not know these guys, but I'm doing this just in case you don't. He was on Last Comic Standing 2. He won Last Comic Standing 2. Right now you're like, oh, wait, I know what you're talking about. John is... He's got a great fucking brain. He has more ideas than anyone I've ever fucking met. And all his ideas are like well thought. Like it's almost like he's bipolar. He's got so many fucking ideas. But he is fucking hilarious. Um, little sidebar, Last Comic Standing 2 is I'd competed in. It was when Georgia was being born. It was 12 years ago, roughly 13 years ago. And, uh, and I was vying for the spot that John was vying for. We both did it in Nashville at Zany's. And we both, I think we went out and had a beer afterwards, but John went on to win it and I didn't get it. And I referenced that in this podcast that that was one of the lowest parts of my life is the day I didn't get on last comic standing anyway. But those are my guests today. Uh, no sponsors today, but look forward to sponsors because this podcast is getting monetized motherfuckers. I am going to try to pare down my television work and just focus on my podcast and, uh, and my stand-up, and 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 whatever I want to do at all things comedy, because right now I feel like I want to fucking steer my ship. I appreciate you guys listening. You know that, and I hope to see you guys at my shows. And if you want to hang out after the shows, just tell me, hey man, I'm not gonna fucking creep you out. Let's just go get a beer, and we can go get a beer. I love you guys. All right, I'll talk to you later. Enjoy the podcast. This is. go <laughs> we're just waiting for oh, probably fucking levels yep i'm here check check there we're talking yep right here perfect out there i'm right here perfect perfect and I'll pod this down and pod this down until he gets here remind me to turn his mic on oh that would help Oh, how great would it be if I did a whole podcast with Heffern and didn't even turn his mic on? So, tr- so this podcast comes out, and it's like, no, trust me, Heffern's in the room. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> that, those are the dramatic pauses we have. But like, like, was it was it after your Showtime special that that things started changing? Yeah, uh, we did. I did two of them, and then uh, I started actually selling tickets on the road. And was it? When, did you, I I thought I think your 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 first special. 
Yeah. Uh, snack size? Fun, uh, fun size. Fun, yeah, fun size. Snack size, that was a good name. <laughs> <laughs> fun size, I thought was fucking phenomenal. Thank I you. I thought it was really phenomenal. And I was like, Thank oh, this you. will be a game. This will move the dial. Yeah. Well, it, it, if I ever release a 15-minute special, I'll call it snack size. That's what, you know, that's what Netflix is doing now. Really? They're offering people 30-minute specials. Really? Like, unless you're Chris Rock. If you're Chris Rock, you get to an hour. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You're but now they want to... Natasha you do... 30 minutes. Wow. So now they just want to be like, yeah, all right, if you got 30, here you go. Do yeah. that. Yeah. Because it's always been the standard is an hour. But 30 I, is a cheat, in my opinion. Well, I can't, let me tell you something. Yeah. Everyone's good in 30 minutes. Yeah. The art form is an hour. Yeah. The art form is can you arc a story. Right. And fucking, I mean, the, 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 the hard part, when I was, when I was, I, I'm so different so I'm so much older than you. Like when I started headlining, Dane Cook was was doing clubs. Okay. Yeah. The reason I start my first headlining gig ever was Dane Cook had to bail out of the Houston Laugh Stop, and so oh. I got to fill it. Those are always those are always how you start. Like you always start doing either fill-ins or throwaway weekends. I I, I have two uh, funny fill-ins, and then and 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 then we'll get back to the story. Uh, uh, the first time I ever filled in for someone was Andy Dick because he got fired because he uh, teabagged a guy's drink. Uh, Wait, was it? Was that, Hang on, I'm sorry. <laughs> was, was that in West Virginia? No, that that was at like the Irvine Improv. Was this like his closer? Was this something he was doing or something? Jesus. But yeah, he he he, he, he apparently took took his balls out and uh, teabagged a guy's drink, and uh, the guy got mad. So yeah, and then they call and then they called me to come fill in. So that was, that was the first one. Second one was because Mark Cooper, Mark uh, Cooper. Uh, wait, yeah, Mark Cooper, yeah, Mark, the black dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, Mark Mark Cooper drove to the Irvine Improv when he was supposed to be at Bray Improv, and they didn't have a. And I at at the time I lived two blocks away from the Bray Improv, so they just called me like Brad, we need you. So like I just. Drove down. I had one of those. I had one of those. I was in. I was working with Bob Saget and Ian Bag in yeah. Brea, and they're like, Jamie Fox is holding out for an extra ten thousand dollars on a Sunday show. We need sure. someone to come headline. And so I fucking left Brea, drove to Irvine, got on stage, and I was on stage maybe fifteen minutes, and Jamie Fox just walked in, lit cigar, just. <sighs> And just walked right up on stage. I was like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie Foxx. I was like, I guess they paid him. <laughs> I guess the negotiations came through. That was or, a big thing that they used to wow. say that uh, black comics would do is they'd hold out for more money on Sunday shows. Wow. They'd go, you made more money than you said. Then our deal was right. I'm not doing the Sunday show. Tell everyone to go home. And they would, you know, pay Sunday shows just fucking slam packed. Yeah. That's, man. If you can sell out a Sunday. Like it, it's always, I think I, I think I heard Jay Moore say it once. It's like if, if you post a photo of your show, of the early show on Saturday sold out. Like I sold it out. It's like yeah, of course he did. It's your it, it, it's your early show on Saturday. That's the other thing is there's a difference yeah. between selling out and letting them paper a room. That I found that out very quick. All right, people can't hear this. Can you but, hear that? <laughs> Holy uh, shit! Things are falling all over this house. Hey, Brock, come on in. There you go. John Heffron, everybody. Did you hear that, Leanne? It's fucking going down. We we are here, uh, in, and the apocalypse is going on around us, and and John Heffron just showed up. So, we we were supposed to meet at a certain time. Maybe a little guy's getting just a little gather, trying to try to bring the pod before I come. <laughs> what time is it? What did I say? 2.06. Yeah. Two, it's 2.10. Yeah. Oh, okay. Four minutes late, Heffron. I got it. Come on. I went over. 
for, 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 for a guy that has a tactical pen in in his pocket, you should be. Oh, more did on you time. see that? You have a yeah. tactical pen in your pocket. Yeah, you showed that to me when we when we were on the Cowhead <laughs> show together. I, n- I never not have a tactical pen on me. Yeah, now, now, now my secret is revealed. <laughs> Shut up. What, do you, what can you do with it? You can so stab it's just people. a regular pen. Yeah. And you can write things if you were to write. Okay. I, I don't, however. <laughs> I think my where does the guy in the photo mat take a crap, I think why throw that joke away. <laughs> um, but then if you feel the end of it, yeah. right, it's not sharp. Yeah. It's just enough if you're doing like helium in Philly and you got to walk like three blocks to your, <laughs> your, your, your hotel. <laughs> I've been there. It's just enough <laughs> just, just enough. to <laughs> maybe get you out of a trouble for just like two seconds. Roll your sleeves down so no one sees the watch you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just so I don't have to bring that wine opener thing and put that in between my no, fingers. Cause that, no, because then, then it looks like you, you're Wolverine after a fight with Magneto. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he just kind of curled. I know. Everyone. And just went okay. Now we know who the nerd is in the room. That's me. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm the, I'm the one with the tactical pen. Yeah, I I'm obsessed with John's. Uh, John, I'm, I'm obsessed with your sort of doomsday prepness. <sighs> yeah, and it's getting it's getting even more. Sure, like really. a borderline. Yeah, it's starting to to the point where my wife even said something. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's not just a hobby. Now it's more of a lifestyle. Wait, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I'm going to match your fucking crazy right now Okay. my collection of fucking knives in case someone breaks into my man cave <laughs> and I'm out drinking. I have knives hidden everywhere in my fucking house. Everywhere, everywhere in the house? Everywhere in my house. Just so it, like if someone fucking bum rushes my house, I can yeah. fucking slice them well, up. Well, here's the thing. Okay, now here I'm going to be a bit of a nut job, right? Okay. Um, for I'll legal reasons, let's refer to any uh, firearms as, uh, slingshots. Okay. 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 Just, just so I don't get myself in trouble. So, <laughs> yeah. listen, if you're going to be a prepper, I think it's yeah. important to be a silent prepper and not tell everybody. Sure. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of the thing. That's yeah. why I never tweet about, look what I just bought. You just keep some of that stuff right. yourself. Because well, when, when the shit does go down, you don't want everyone storming your castle. You don't want the whole neighborhood because, yeah. 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 So, John's got slingshots. Let's <laughs> go to his Yeah, house. yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, the guy who I do a lot of training with, right, he, he comes over to my house and he shows me how to clear my house mm-hmm. um, with some of my slingshots. The proper way to clear my house, right? Okay. There, that's, there's, that's the fuck. You know, the th- I I just saw Jason Ellis is like taking how to use gun lessons or slingshot lessons. Yeah. Like he's like how to fucking clear a room, like walk it through. There's an art and, and my buddy will like come to this house and he'll go because here's the deal. At the end of the day, you're going to defend this house. Yeah. yeah. If you go into somebody else's house with a gun, you're a murderer or you're breaking and entering. Yeah. You're a robber. So you're a bad guy. Right. But here you can defend here. See, we've got a we've got a slingshot, but we have a safety on it because we have kids. Yeah. And my kids are idiots. So if someone breaks into my house, I got to go. Hold on, let me find the key. And then <laughs> click, click. Okay. It's. The, I almost shot my fucking yeah. hand off with this gun. My wife's got hollow point bullets in them. So okay. And so they they fucking explode. And I had I bought the thing in in Hartford the lock, and I put it on. But I yeah. put it on. It's supposed to go behind the trigger. But okay. I put it on in front of the trigger. So I locked it in front of the trigger. Which does nothing. And, and I'm holding the gun like like this. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, let me see if it works. So I go to pull it. And I went, hold on. That's pointing at my hand. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Oh, my God. That's in front of it. 
that's in front of the fucking locker. I was like, oh, my God, I would have shot my fucking hand off. I would have just shot my fucking hand off. And I was like, this is why you don't have fucking slingshots. <laughs> well, if you would have shot your hand off in front of a bad guy, then you just have to sell it and go, what? That didn't even hurt, son. Right, right, right. That didn't even hurt. I'm all, now imagine I'm, what I'm going to do to you. I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm invincible, I'll man. I'll shoot my dick off next, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that when, when you out-crazy someone... Then, then, and then they realize that you're more nuts than they are. That's, I used to have a joke about yeah. that. Was that was white boy fighting technique? Yeah, was to out crazy someone. Yeah, and black guys fighting technique was to talk during the fight. Yeah, like a white guy talks before the fight to try right. to peacock you. Right, and then a black guy doesn't say shit. He's silent. I fought a black guy once. This is the <laughs> one experience I had. <laughs> he beat the shit out of me. Like, well, back to your your slingshot. There yeah. Are, yeah, there are safes. That they're either biotech where you put your thumb. Yes. Oh, I want that. I want that for my gun. Right, but here, here's the thing with that: if you're sweaty, if you're nervous, oh, okay. sometimes those don't work. But uh, I, I got some that have. Uh, I have like a book. Yeah. Or something I'm revealing too much, and I have to kill everybody listening. <laughs> I, like, y- you put the book by the um, gun safe, and the gun safe will open because there's a sensor oh, in the book. Kind of so like I have the, a random yeah. object, almost kind of like. Fuck, that's what I want. I'm kind of going for like the Bat Cave. Yeah, like, like yeah, you play a couple keys on the piano, and then a door opens. Yeah, because like, I have a kind car of... where my key, like if I'm close to my car, yeah. my car locks. Back, so it's that. Back to your knife thing. So my yeah. buddy was over, and we're clearing my house and then i'm showing my wife how to because at the end of the day your wife right is your your you is have expendable. to become yeah, yeah. so Wait, what you what? do is you push her body yeah. so yeah. you you human traffic her and you push her and then that gets you out yeah yeah uh but that's good you you and your wife or whoever you live with yeah is basically who you're gonna have to become mr and mrs smith with you, nothing bad ever happens to you with when you're with your seven guys leaving jujitsu or your seven buddies that I'll shoot. It's you're right. with your family, right? It's you know what I mean. You're with your kids the whole time, saying, "Are we going to hit McDonald's when the guy's trying to rob you?" And you're like, "Yeah, we'll hit McDonald's." How many? Yes, you can yeah. get the small McDonald's. Now back to you, guy. How, what do you want from us? Right. So it's a it's a whole thing. That's why we got a bull mastiff because she's a fucking terrorist. Meaning really? she's a. It's it's a jihad. If someone breaks in, it goes her life, then my wife's, then mine. Wow. So she she just flat out. Oh, she'll fucking see you. See, all right. So you have you have slingshots and knives and a bull mastiff. You have German Shepherd. God knows level what. Level one trained it, it, German Shepherd. Yeah. Although you, you want to rob me, come through my front door with a running vacuum, and my dogs won't <laughs> do anything to you. <laughs> I have I have a kink. Oh, please tell me that's a yeah. joke. No, please yeah. tell me or, that's a fucking or, joke. Or you look oh, at them God both and you go, it. you go like this. You go, uh, you want some cheese? <laughs> like that. You have to say it in that. And these it, are like German shepherds that probably if you say some command in South Korean, then it, well, like, I, it does something. I, I, I tweeted this. I hate, I hate that, that you just flippantly said that, and I would put that in my act immediately. <laughs> well, I, I tweeted this, and I didn't even mean for it to joke. It happened. So <laughs> walk in with a running vacuum. <laughs> my One of my shepherds like wouldn't move out of my way, and, and me and my wife have a big, like, they're laying in a doorway. My yeah. wife will put her foot in, like, make the them move out of the way. She, she's very alpha male, okay. uh, alpha oh, dog. She oh, doesn't dude. like the dogs. You, nobody steps over the dogs. It's kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. So my dog was giving me a little bit of tood, and I go, I go, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. It, 
and the dog lunged at me. I didn't even know that was a key, like the Manjarian candidate. I didn't even know that. Like, <laughs> but it was such a long sentence to get pissed off right, about. Wait, you know can, what I mean? Can I tell you, like, so the, if you say my... random rap lyrics to your dog, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it triggers it. Your dog, your, your, your dog yeah. might be racist. He's weak. Arms are sweaty. Vomiting yeah. on the sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous. <laughs> I, uh, I'm doing a chunk about my dog right now. But it's all about how she's. We've taken her to the hospital like fucking fifteen times. Mm-hmm. But man, I fucking one of my favorite things in comedy is when a, a guy gives a voice to an animal. It's never not funny. Oh. Like Richard Pryor, did you ever hear the bit about he had a monkey and there was a dog that was trying to eat the monkey and the dog would go after Richard all the time? Did you ever hear that bit? No. Mm. Man, I wish I could. I wonder if I, oh, I guess with phones these days, that's probably fairly easy to find. Yeah. But it was, it's such a, and, but I guess his monkey died. And then the dog jumped over the fence. And the dog normally attacked Richard, Richard Pryor. But the dog's like, hey, Rich. <laughs> Why do you look so sad? He's like, I'm a monkey died. And he goes, oh, the monkey died. I was going to eat that monkey. Oh, man, well, cheer up. All right, I'll be chasing your ass tomorrow. Like, yeah. it's just a great. So it, it's always, yeah, it, it's always the voice that guys give animals is always just insane i get i'm too lazy i get like i I write a bit and then i get excited about it in the bit and i don't and it works a little bit but i don't flush it out i don't fucking yeah i don't fucking do the busy work see uh i never do that i I gotta say that's my thing for 2017 is to do more busy work (laughs) yeah to to, uh, what to just like i only write on stage like like, i have a thing all all right so these guys write the same way and it's i almost hate do you hate the fact that you can't sit down and be like, I'm going to write a good joke? Like, I'm going to sit down, just me and my computer, and I'm going to write a bit. Because I can't do that. I, I and don't. it pisses me off. Well, I, I, what, I do, what I do lately is I try to, like, remember things that I thought were funny in the past. Like, or like, but as far as a joke goes, like, I, I, will be, I can sometimes beat it out, yeah. like, get it to the story of where I know that it needs to go, but then, but I have to take it on stage. There's something about that panic on stage that makes me well, write quicker. Yeah, if if yeah. you're writing, at, I, I think, just at your computer, when you're having coffee at Starbucks, that's not... There's nothing on the line. Well, that's yeah, good if you're yeah, a joke writer. If you're like yeah, a you're not afraid guy. of it. Yeah. Like that, that's not. It's in a vacuum. That's yeah. like it, right. that's not a real. Yeah. Uh, although I, I start enough. It's about talk about uh, how do I come. I did this. I was on a flight and this guy had a sketchbook and he would sketch like a little bit of a I don't know flower and then he turned the page and then he would draw like a, a airplane. Then he turned the page and he'd add to a mountain and he did that like five times and then he'd go back to the first sketch yeah. and do one or two lines like and then flip the page again. So I, I asked him, I go, how do you... That's interesting. I go, how, like, you don't spend... I go, you only spend like 10, 20 seconds yeah. on each picture. He goes, that way... I don't start thinking I do it wrong. I, the first thing that comes to my mind, I start to do it. And then when that thought's gone, I move on to the next one. Huh. So I went to the uh, coffee place or wherever I was, some juice place in like Phoenix. And uh, I just wrote one sentence. The first sentence that came to mind, I wrote, I lie to every Uber driver. And then I just circled it. And mm-hmm. then I opened up the next one. Apps that made real jobs obsolete. Yeah, and then I went to the next one, and then I did that back and forth, and then I actually added like the the Uber driver one actually turned into like a legit, and I would write like a what would I lie about? What job would I tell him? Yeah, and then move on right. to the next one. What apps don't? 
you know, blah, 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 blah. Oop, like, you know, th- these are not good jokes yet, but yeah. back in my day, you used to have to have a, a roommate drive around till after you got laid. You couldn't just get into a Lyft or an Uber. You'd have to <laughs> yeah. tell your roommate, right. dude, don't be an ass. Just drive around, <laughs> yeah, wait for yeah, me. Yeah. You, you know, and then so it just kind of, then if I had that extra oomph, I would then go back and turn it into something, but I'm going to wait for it to come to me in a dream or something <laughs> like that at that point. I, I wrote high one time on stage, and yeah. boy... That was difficult as fuck. Oh yeah, I can't. Like I got that. high with Ari and Joe and well, well, yeah, Red Band, and, and, and especially if you're smoking their stuff. And I got on yeah, stage that's... and I was like, I was having really brilliant thoughts, but they were coming to, to me in paragraph form. So like, I was like, <laughs> I can't express to you what I'm thinking. Right. So I was like, that's not. But for the most part, if I just get on stage and I can't smoke, if I have a cup of coffee, yeah, and I get on stage on an early show, yeah, man. Yeah. That's why I started recording all my sets because I was like, yeah. by the way, when you record sets, I, I have a great uh, uh, vet place that you, you take your sets and then for 30 bucks, they transcribe the entire hour. You get it all nice printed out. What? So I, I record one it? show a week and yeah. then I send the MP3 to them and about two days later, I get it all completely written out and I do that every week and really? I have folders. Now, do I go back and look at it and see how I can edit it? No. But, do <laughs> I, but I do have all the sets written out. I love how a lot of us are very busy to a point. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, then we I have files out. of yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah, do we yeah, go yeah, back yeah, and read yeah. them? No. no but no, we yeah. have files. But it is. So I that, got them. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you read it on paper, you'll just see how unfunny everything is. Oh, that's it's all, horrible. That's always it's, the most painful when horrible. you have to transcribe a set. for like. And for those of you who are in comedy, oftentimes when you have to uh, do a late like, night set or a TV like set. Like just for laughs. Yeah, or, or they make you write out your set. Word for word, what you're going to say, so they know about camera cues and light cues and things like that. So, like when you write out your set, you go, "Oh, I am an unfunny bastard." Like this, Dude, is, yeah, it's, it's horrible. This I, is not I can, good. I can take that to the next level. When, yeah. I, did, when I did premium blend, <laughs> yeah. I, I, they transcribed my set for me, and then Pat Buckles sat with me yeah. in the green room in front of other comics and read my set aloud oh. and asked where the laughs were going to be. Oh, she yeah. was like. <laughs> My name's Bert. I know what you're thinking. Hot, sexy name. Do you do porn? No, I don't. Is this? Are they laughing yet? I go, not yet. <laughs> she's like, uh, 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 Bert, Bert, Bert. Is that a laugh? And I was like, hopefully. Well, then you realize. <laughs> hopefully. If they- all, all, all things go well. Yes. And she did the same to Tig Nataro. Oh. And I think Tig would say this. I, and I, I, Tig and I have talked about this. Yeah. But of the two of us. Yeah. I had a better set. It was probably like 1,300 people. I fucking crushed. Yeah. Tig did on a scale of 1 to 10 probably. Uh, for the live audience, I think Tig would say 4. Yeah. But when you watched it on TV, Tig destroyed. Yeah. It murdered. And I did. I, I looked like a fucking panicky frat boy who's like, what's up, motherfuckers? Like, yeah. I didn't. And I was like, I really learned a lot after watching Tig. And I was like, oh. Every other TV set I've done, I was like, don't worry about it. Just make sure that you say the words out loud. <laughs> and you say them correctly. Yeah. And you pace them correctly. You don't well, stutter. You see those yeah, written, absolutely. you see like how much of your bits are you getting laughs just because of your personality? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All, it's called my act. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus but, but like, Christ. What, what I think that runs into is like I do a lot of cor- like a lot of corporate events. I probably do more corporate events now than clubs. Yeah. And when you show up I there, do corporate events. you you don't like if, if you're a comic. I don't even have a, an example of who that people are really into that guy yeah. and his persona. 
And then when they see him, they're going to give him a lot of extra leeway because it's him. Right. Now you take that away and Chris I Rock. pluck you and yeah. I throw you in front of a thousand people that have never heard of you. Right. Now it's strictly your act has to. They don't get, they don't care about your little funny podcast that you did that one time. Yeah. yeah. You got drunk. Like they could they don't care about your catchphrase. They, they don't know Nothing. anything about you. So yeah. you have to like Blank earn it from the, from the uh, get go. I yeah. did a, I did a corporate in Aspen. Fucking a lot of money. Yeah. I was also high on Oxy. And <laughs> high on Oxy and Valium. It was the very beginning of what was soon to be a month-long addiction to them. And uh, hey, yeah. hey, good job for it only being a month. Yeah. <laughs> well, oops, my wife killed it. She, I was taking three a day with three Valiums. I'm on hour two. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> well done. And, uh, That's why I'm late. I <laughs> bombed so bad for this corporate. I yeah. bombed. And then halfway through, they're like, hey, man, we just want you to tell the machine story. And I was like, okay. So I told the machine story, and they're like, all right, now we just want to drink with you. You're done. And then they, I went out and partied with them all night. And that's all they wanted to do is drink yeah. and fucking – And they wanted to party with you. Wanted to wow. party with yeah. me and they hear the machine story. They want to be with you. They I was like, saw that persona, and they're like, that's who we want to hang with. Don't give a shit about your thing. Uh, like, you, you've done the goddamn comedy jam before. I'm doing it again. Yeah. It's it's a great it's one of the best shows. John, have you done it yet? Nah, I, I, I don't think social that other cool comics do. <laughs> like, uh, well, it's one. Of, it's my favorite show to do. It's unbelievable. Have you done the TV show yet? Uh, I haven't done the TV show. I'm doing the TV to. show on the 11th. Awesome, man. It's a lot more stressful than the yeah. show. Yeah, the what's show the, is fun as fuck. What's the show? Well, the show is you go out, you do stand up, and then you tell a story why you like a particular song, and then you perform the song with with, with a live band. And I've noticed that sometimes. And uh, when I did the show at a at one particular festival, they couldn't give a shit about your stand up. They were just like, "Hey, get to the part where you sing, dude." That's all. That's all we want to hear. See, but that's that's the different. Like I approach that. Like I had to text Jay Larson. I just realized I'm supposed to do Crab Feast tonight, and he has been texting me. Hang on one second. I did the. Uh... Don't worry about it. We'll find another date that works. I love you. <laughs> um, um. So, but I I approach that show differently. Like I approach that show as my. I don't, well, also I I'd, I'm never I'm never going to do like material on that. I don't I, the concept of doing material. I don't get. Yeah. I do a story about the song I'm about to tell. I try to tell a funny story because I'm like, oh, this is a new way to write material. Yeah. So like I can just I, I'd rather I don't like doing material at all in L. A. I like doing those new crowd shows. Those like. Crowd work shows. Oh, uh, was it uh, the Jeremiah Watkins? I show? love that yeah, show. Yeah, I yeah. fucking love that show. Yeah, that yeah, that's where the audience just yells out a topic and you just go. That's that's, that's so much more fun than Here's, going can, to. Can the, I tell this this music story? So I have, a, I have a pretty big bit it, that I, I've done forever, where it's basically I'm skipping a lot. That I, I buy stuff on Ambien and then I do a whole thing about that sure. and. Surprise, uh, it's surprise it, Amazon shopping. Yeah, hey, we, we buy look, stuff on what? On Ambien. And I go through a list of whatever, right? And then I talk about how uh, I became an ordained minister. And then from there, as I'm doing musical references of 80 songs, I look at a young kid and go, you don't know any of these. Now that I'm an ordained minister, I'm going to start a church where I'm just going to quote 80 songs and not the Bible. So I do this whole thing going, and you may ask yourself, where is my beautiful house? Where is? And you can never be too shy, shy, hush, hush. How do I? Like, I just, I just go oh, this thing. Great. But, but it, go, but, so right before I shot my special, I would start with, dearly beloved, 
Okay. Yep. Prince dies. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, so, then, so, so Prince everyone dies. Everyone knows that. I, I did it. And then everybody was doing that. So I'm like, okay, that's almost even hacky now. Even though I've done it for right. a while, yeah. I have to find a new thing for to shoot the special. So then I have another bit where I, I talk about getting these jiggler keys, these these car keys that get you in any car built prior to 1995. And the joke is, you know, in case I want to play cassettes and then I go in the thing, I just want to get in the cars, put in a cassette. So when they turn it on, they just hear jitterbug. <laughs> and then, oh, and, Jesus. And then that way I make the news. The careless whisperer struck again last night. <laughs> That's the joke. The so, careless whisperer so, struck again. And then somebody else. So in then the first bit I told you about, yeah. Prince died and some, somebody else, one of the bands that I died. So I shot my special and I looked at the guy I shot it with. And I go, I just need the special to get out. Before George Michaels dies, uh, my special is not out yet. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I love this. So, do you have any? Uh, do, you, do you call anyone a scruffy-looking nerf herder in your special too? <laughs> so uh, too soon. <laughs> so I, I was devastated. So I texted my buddy Matt, right, and I go, "Well, <laughs> that happened before my special was released, right?" <laughs> He responds back, oh, man, dude, I don't think it's 2016's fault. It's your joke. They will write a horror movie about that joke one day. It's it's like the ring. Everybody I put into that joke passes. So now I'm like, yeah. Yeah, uh, Who else did you write about? Princess Leia. Yeah. (laughs) Should we we be on edge? (laughs) Jesus Christ. My Fidel Castro bit was hilarious. uh, Dude, there was a lot of deaths right at the buzzer this year. They they like. I just feel still not over. Still yeah. not over. Right? I, got, I, I got on. Uh, I got on uh, Facebook and I saw a comedian that we all know parties yeah. pretty hard. And I saw his picture and I was like, "Oh my god, not him too!" And, but he's alive. All he's right, in yeah. Jersey. Oh, okay. As, well, as am I. Uh, the first week of January. <laughs> were you the first? Were you, you have any dates to plug while everyone's still listening? <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, I don't know. First week. I, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to Calgary, man. Are you really in January, dude? You're gonna fucking love it. Yuck yucks. Yeah. Or the uh, other one. Uh, the other one. The other one, yeah, you're gonna fucking love Calgary's great. I've yeah. been West Nyack over the first, and then uh, yeah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Wise guys, wise oh, guys. Oh, I love. I've I love never wise. been. Oh, never you're been. Gonna you're gonna fucking love it. It's one of those weird it. clubs where every once in a while you get like a new club. You're like, what? Yeah, I can do greatest hits and nobody will know. San Antonio, <laughs> San, An- San Antonio laughs. Is that it? Uh, LOL Comedy Club. LOL Comedy I'm Club. There, I'm, I'm there for New Year's. This is too. This is too late, probably. Uh, but, I'm, oh, I'm posting this today. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm yeah. posting this today. I'm there. I'm there for. New I'm Year's. in Oxnard, New Year's. Where are you, New Year's? Yeah, uh, West trade? Nyack. Are West, you really? Yep, I love it. I was in Oxnard uh, last week, uh, uh, right you? before Christmas. Uh, enjoy the three and a half hour, fifty mile drive. <laughs> are you serious? That's what it took me every day but it was also right before christmas it's a long one it was brutal dude yeah it it, It was brutal it's that drive it's 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 the hollywood angry when you get to the green room you're angry it's the hollywood to irvine (laughs) drive in reverse like no one ever leaves hollywood early enough to get to the irvine improv because i was leaving at like four and i was getting there at 7 (laughs) 30 good motherfucker i i i love the fact that we're always you're a little bit further out to me but yeah I mean, do go two ten. Now we're like that SNL. Right. Go, I want you yeah. to go two ten to the one thirty four. Right, exactly. Fifteen. Uh, Wait, you, the where the fuck straight. is Oxnard? North. You go out. The, you go to the fifteen, and then you go down the fifteen for like a second. Get off of Fourth Street, and you're right there. It says you're, it says it's only like fifty six miles. Good luck. Yep. <laughs> Three hours. And on New Year's Eve, save every phone call for anybody. Don't even talk to anybody until you hit. 
that drive. Yeah, that's what pisses me off about Opie start... and Anthony getting disbanded. I used to love listening to the replay because it was four hours. Yeah. And you could get on the car if you timed it right and listen to the replay when you Perfect. drove. There's yeah. no good radios like shows anymore. Like, they're all done. Like, every time I do a morning radio show now in a city, I just look at them and go, well, guys, probably won't see you next year. Good luck here. <laughs> There's still good ones. There's still good ones. There's like few. The problem is like six years ago where you'd be like, am I doing 25 radios? I'm I'm doing eight hours of press before my shows. And now like you you do Denver comedy works. You're like, I'm up at 5 a.m. and I get done at one. This is crazy. Now there's like, hey, we have like a a.m. sports talk kind of a podcast. Do you know anything about cooking? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I remember when you – I remember – Brad and I were talking about this before you got here. Yeah. I don't – did you – I don't – I think what Brad and our, my experience, experience is probably different than yours. Were you doing the road before Last Comic Standing? Oh, yeah. Like doing like 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 1200 bucks a night Funny Bones improvs? I was doing – let's see. If you go way back then, I was probably doing 200 colleges a year. God, uh, I never got. I, I missed yeah. that fucking boat. And then, well, what Same happened here. to me is all those college kids now become corporate people. And there you go. Kind of like, yeah. hey, that guy's still around. Let's have him do our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. But, yeah so I was doing, but then I, I, I also did morning radio in Detroit. I got with Danny Bonaduce. And then I got offered that gig for more money than I ever saw in my life. So I'm like, why would I not do radio? So then I went back to Detroit, did radio for five or six years. And then came back to L.A. with a little bit of cash and a little bit more confidence. And then, like, Last Comic and all that type See, of stuff happened. I remember, I remember going to, like, places like Toledo, yeah. and you'd do good radio, and you'd sell out the weekend. Yeah. yeah. And that does not exist anymore. That doesn't exist. I was in Toledo, yeah. and they woke me up early to do a country station where I did, you ready for this, a seven-minute break. That's it. And, I was, and, and he didn't even like me. Like, I, was, I tried to muscle him to like me throughout it. Yeah, I did one once where I was on for I, I'm not kidding you 90 seconds to the <laughs> point where he goes, all right, John Heffer's at the, you know, with <laughs> and then I thought I swore because the thing with podcasts now is well, when I used to do radio, you just knew not to swore. But now yeah. all of us do podcasts and you can kind of swear. So that muscle of not swearing I think is weakened. Yeah. So I, I could have sw- I'm like, I must have swore by accident. He's throwing me off and then I get done. I go, did I swear? He goes, no, we've done research. Uh, uh, people don't want interviews that last more than like a minute and a half. Or, or so I'm like, really? Because people listen to Rogan's podcast for 13 hours straight. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah they're mean. binging on that's it. Like... If my podcast is under an hour, people do not listen to it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. oh my God, I guess you guys didn't find anything you liked. Right, so uh, I, can, I can knock there that out and want to drive to the like, bank. Like, it's, it's, my favorite is you were longer. just at the one in um, in Florida I saw. Those guys that Paul they, and Young Run. That, that they retired. They were, or, they were or one, one of the good ones. And then the one that we they just were one did. Of the good uh, Cowhead. Mike. Yeah. I had one of the funnest. You know, like you do radio. Like, here's here's my worst thing I hate when radio guys do. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know what, Brad? Just, uh, I'm going to really set you up nice. Just, uh, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set this up nice. And then you go, well, uh, do a bit. I just got engaged. Say, yeah. hey, are you married? Are you engaged? Yeah. And then... You start to, and then the news chick. Oh, I just got engaged. That's not going to happen. Like, like oh, why, why, why are you? T- it, 
What I did. Hear? Or, hey, well, uh, uh, so, uh, Bert, what can people expect tonight? That, no. that makes me batshit crazy. Is a makes bad me, question. Right. Because you're like, oh, uh, well, it's a comedy show, so yeah. laughing? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's Random go through. Random masturbation? I, I don't know. What, what do you want me to say to that? Let's go through and name our favorite radio stations. Okay. And try not to leave anyone out. Okay. Because you know you'll, they'll, they'll fucking hate you forever. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I, okay, my memory is going. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> number one for me is right here in L.A. The uh, Kevin and Bean show. Love those oh guys. yeah, I've never. I've, I've called in. I've never been on. Love those guys. I and, think. I think and because of the they still sell tickets. So it, it's really it's awesome. Well, fuck, man. Why didn't I do Kevin? They probably don't play in Oxnard. Uh, yeah, very very little. <laughs> here, I'm gonna name. I'm gonna name a place, and you and we'll go through and see if. Oh fuck! Mm-hmm. I got a new phone. Um. Okay. I would say, why are you doing that? I, I would go Bob and Tom years ago. Yeah, because now that... Uh, I just haven't done it in years and years. Well, that's why and, and Bob's gone. Yeah. yeah. They Bob's sold gone. That's, that's... Out, out, random Bob and Tom. So yeah. 15, 20 years ago, me and a, a buddy created a card game for bachelor parties called the That Guy Game. Yeah, I remember hearing and, that. And it was, uh, every card was a different type of guy you'd see out at the bar and you'd pass out the cards and then you'd have to find the sweaty dancer guy, too old to be there guy. Oh, <laughs> shut and up. And then it was like a scavenger oh, so hunt they... to find guys. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. That's great. So we were in InStyle Magazine. Glamour Magazine did a whole big thing because Drew Barrymore, Julia Roberts were like, take, uh, take, somebody took photos of them playing this game at this bar. God damn so, it. So we're in our early 20s. We don't know how any of this business works. We're like, we just made up a game. We didn't even know how. So I go on Bob and Tom. And this is pre-internet where getting orders on the internet and taking credit card was like kind of a pain in the yeah. ass. It wasn't even – I mean we're talking like 90 – Two, yeah, that's when three. you're like literally filling out forms by hand. Yeah, so yeah. I I did their show, yeah. and we brought up the game, and the and he was like, "This is the thing." We sold no joke from his show. I think it was close to thirty thousand decks, or or something like, from being on his uh, on that show. You know, and, oh my and, god! So my buddy who lived in L.A. he he had a thing set up on his phone where he'd get like email like a yeah. beep every time we got a sale, and it was like three o'clock in the morning here, and his phone oh. was blowing up. Like, what's the deal? And I had to call him. I go, dude, wake up! But then we're packaging, we're sitting in the apartment, and we're filling out, you know, by hand because we even had to get the computer to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That my, was the power that, of radio back then. I don't was, know. I'll tell you the power of podcasting. I had that same experience with doing Rogan's podcast when I released the machine shirt and my wife got an email her phone dinged every time she got an email from our store yeah so every time we sold a sale and it I mean I was like that's a weird moment we were sitting there and I I got back and Leanne's like we we sold ten thousand dollars worth of shirts. <laughs> this is in the three hours I did this podcast, and I went, "Wow, are you serious?" She goes, "Yeah, listen to this." And she turns her right ringer back on, and just going, "Ding ding 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 ding." And, and I'm like, twenty bucks every I'm time." Like, Holy shit, we made so much money off those shirts. That first, I mean, those shirts are gonna fucking <laughs> funded our house. That's amazing. But yeah, those uh, radio radio isn't it, it is in some markets like yeah. Philly, DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Preston, uh, Preston and Steve. Yeah, Preston Philly. and Steve are fucking great monsters. Yeah, who's the guy in North? Oh man, I forgot. He's like uh, in Kansas City. No, one of um, Rizzo. One. He's like a biker dude. 
Oh, uh, Johnny Dare. Johnny Dare. Johnny Dare. Yeah. Maybe Johnny Dare. He's fantastic. I don't think I've been to Kansas City. Yeah. He, uh, he's he fantastic. Has, the only thing he's he has, do- he has dogs in the studio. He has dogs what? in the studio, but you have to <laughs> yeah. do. How's that work out for you? Uh, I, I know. It's scary because the dogs are large. <laughs> but you Dare. have to do like a lot of material. Well, like he literally, like the comics he likes, you're literally doing a set. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Which it, I, I'm not a big gone, fan of. It, it's gotten to the point now where I have a radio set. Like yeah, I, oh, oh, yeah, wait, throw I know away. Johnny Dare. Yeah. Yeah, super cool guy. Yeah, like, and then he lets you go long. Like He's he fucking yoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, super. yeah I know we jo- did, Johnny uh, Dare. When we did uh, Cowhead, wait, it's no Mike. Wait, he, I call him Cowhead, but, but that's because I've Mike known him Calta for show. 17 years. Me, So I went in. To do it, and Brad was there. Yep. Did I go in like an extra day? I think it was there on Thursday, and I went back the next day. Yeah, and Brad was there. We had one of the funnest radio things. We talked about the same subject for how, how long did we talk about? Through two hours, two hours, hours at least. We didn't take one commercial break. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was. He's the best. It was the funnest. Like, yeah. and, and and the premise. Can I just tell the premise? Yeah. We, we can never recreate it. I no, get it. It was definitely so, in, in the moment. Somebody was robbed, and I and I looked at Brad, and I go, you know what? As a little person, here's what I would do. Like we were talking about safe rooms, right? Like because I'm <laughs> yeah, a bit of a nut yeah, job. I yeah. go, you don't need a safe room. You could get like a big uh, stuffed. Bear, and if your alarm goes off, you just climb into the bear. <laughs> they're never going to take and it. They'll, they'll just walk by, and they yeah. just think you're a bear big suit. stuffed animal. Yeah. You're... So that that's like. So you just that, and then I go. We should market safety bears for little people as like a safe house. Yeah. Safety bears or is kids. A great like, hey, if, if 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 there's something that goes on, you hop in the safety get in bear. The bear. Yeah. yeah get in and the bear. Stay, and How stay the fuck still. does John have so many fucking ideas? <laughs> You literally are the most idea having. Do you remember we used to follow through? I was I was telling I was telling Brad we were sitting at the airport bar and and, Air, and American Airlines back when Carl was alive. Oh, and me and you were just bullshitting, and you had a hundred fucking <laughs> ideas. He pitched me an idea that was the song, but it was like it, it was I have some idea, but it was based on the song that became that went viral with that guy on the wingsuit. Dung screw swing. And he was telling me, this is a great song. You got to hear this song. We should do a video where we're coming out. Where I was like, I was like, I was like, oh my God, there's so much. And then literally three days later, a month later, I see this same song used in everything. And I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Half run. <laughs> so then, so, so then that bear suit came to then we, uh, we decided we're going to do a movie like a Jason Bourne with Brad. Yeah. And, Come in. and the deal is. Wait, hold on. Hang on. Do we pause? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on one second. Let me give me a second, guys. We okay. gonna pause or keep going? No, no, keep going. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't tell the story that that <laughs> you're you're gone now. So did you, um, everybody? John Heffern, uh, check me out on Twitter at John Heffern. Go JohnHeffern dot com. I have a new special that's probably never coming out, even though I shot it um, <laughs> a few years ago. I shot it the same time you guys all shot yours. Wow. And then it's killing me. It, 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 it's funny. Killing me, uh, man. Ben, ben Glebe recorded a special the same night. I recorded my first one, and I released a second special before his first one came out. 
because it just got shelved for so long, but then eventually came out. It's nuts. It, it, yeah, dude. I don't know. I try not to get jealous. <laughs> I try not to. Even my wife, like, like I had a thing, and I, I don't want to reveal. Like, Sorry, I know my agents or managers get paid. We're uh, with my special. We're we're ne- currently negotiating to see what happens to it. But in the meantime, <laughs> Wait, are we I, talking about are we talking about where our specials are going? No. Yeah. So you shot your special at the same place I shot mine, like a week before me. Yeah. Yours has been out now uh, and hilarious. I watched it the other day Thank forever. Yeah. Mine is on the hard drive of my computer. <laughs> if anybody would like to come over, I'm charging $10,000 <laughs> a view. Uh, my wife will make you some nice curry rice. Can I, can and I I'll let you, you watch it on my computer. Take a tactical so pen just home with you. Like where I've always been a positive comic. I never get, get shitty with anybody. Yeah. If anybody's career is theirs. It has nothing to do with me. Blah, 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 blah. But every week, I, gotta, I just got to vent. Every week I see on CISO, somebody else came through, and I'm like, wasn't that guy working sound at the last comedy club I was at? And now he's got a special, <laughs> and mine's still on my effing hard drive. That's, like, it's, that's the it's, hard part is what, like, when you're like, <sighs> and, I, you know, sometimes it's just, it's like, it's like what's hot, you know? Like, I, I get it. Like, I go to, when I, I, I don't think I'll ever go to Montreal again. Like, Montreal for me is just, it is a, it is a fucking a, a whirlwind. Well, you're not a new face. A whirlwind. I, dude, I was getting out of the fucking elevator one time, and I said to someone, so cool to come to Montreal and know everyone. I remember when I came here when I was younger, and I didn't know anyone, and yeah. someone goes, yeah, it's because you're old. And I went, ugh. I was <laughs> like, that makes it a lot less fun. Yeah. yeah. And so then I turn into this, like, you see this young kid who's got all the heat, and you're like... And clearly, the guy, the kid, can't do more than twenty minutes, and, yeah. and and he's and he's had a couple good sets in his life, but everyone's around him. Yep. And then I end up sitting in the corner with fucking Ralphie and Ari and fucking Tom Segura smoking pot and yep. getting way too drunk and bloated. And then I don't look like I'm marketable because <laughs> Bert's got a drinking problem. Someone says he's the next one to have a stroke. <laughs> but, but then all you do is you pull out your phone and you do that hilarious bit where you read an ironic text or Facebook f- post from somebody and then you're alternative. <laughs> that, that, that's how it goes. I, uh, I, I don't get caught up in it. I, I don't get caught up in that too much. It's hard I, not I to. I do, though. It's, it's, it's really hard not to. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what, the, 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 the best thing for me, in all honesty, mm-hmm. was Tom Segura blowing up like he did. Well, yeah, because now you have the Thomas Fat Burtis. No, what, well, yeah, well, we've, that ends in a week. Um, well, I don't know if it's going to end. Well, but, <laughs> but to watch him Fat, explode, but, he's doing yeah. like a theater tour now, and yeah. to see him blow up like that, I don't know. It was it was it was a moment of like because me and him have always talked about money. Like mm-hmm. we've always told each other. It was just on the phone with him. You heard me. Yeah. We we're talking about exact downloads on what we have on our podcast. But we believe in transparency. We believe that it only helps the two of us to know what getting fucked money is and what good money is yeah because there's a lot of clubs where you'll go in and they'll be like hey flat rate you know whatever 10 grand or something flat rate 15 grand uh i'll give you bonuses on sellouts of this and that and then you're like and you got By this. By the way, the people listening, it also goes down to fifteen hundred. It goes down to fifteen hundred, and it gets <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so ten grand. Why are you looking at every comic headlining a funny bone? That guy's making ten grand. Oh, by the way, no, yeah, yeah, I'm not so also down to fifteen hundred. No, yeah. or a thousand but, with no bonuses. But there's 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 until then, the YouTube star comes in and they're, they're making thirty. Don't get me started, <laughs> dude. 
Can Fuck I show it. you? Okay, I'm going to be listening to you, but I'm also going to pull a video. Okay. So yeah. why I'm, ta- I'm not not paying attention in, to you? I was in Chicago. I think this is. I think I, everything blends into one story for me. Yeah. I was in Chicago, and they had an afternoon show, okay. and it was a YouTube star. He I charged have the same story. A hundred dollars a ticket. Yep. Is this the exact same story? I have video of this story. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yep. Oh. He charged a hundred dollars a ticket, and then he has VIP meet and greets uh, tickets that were a hundred and twenty-five. Um, I'm sure the kid's nice. Listen, again, sure. not, not, and you're not gonna here, here's, here's what I think is happening, not to interrupt you, but here's what I think is happening with that new, the YouTube comics, is we, us, us guys, the guys mm. who have acts and whatever been around, <laughs> we might be the taxi drivers, and they're the Lyft and Uber, and we can put up this fight, but we're going to lose. Because yeah. the second the improvs and, and all those things know that those guys can fill a room and let's say we can't, and yep. I'm looking at me opposed to you guys. Uh, we're done. Yeah, there, there is a weird thing about that. Yeah, we're done. And, like I don't fault. We're the done, com- I, I don't fault the comedy club owners because they're business owners. Okay, so I'm not. Try- you know, they're trying the- to make money. So I have a show at seven. This yep. kid has a show at two. Is this in Chicago? I decided to. Was come this in. in Chicago? Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. This was your story and not my story. I think you told me this story, and now I'm retelling it as if it happened to me. <laughs> yep. That's a room full of people going ape shit for a guy just walking out on stage and not doing anything. That's at sold out. At $100 a ticket. Okay, so. And 125 for a meet and greet. He had sweaters that were $45 each. Yeah. Everyone, uh, those kids you saw screaming, yep. got in line for a sweater. Who were you working with that week? He was on stage for yep. 10 minutes. 15 at the most. Really? Came so, out, danced yeah. in a onesie, called his dad on his cell phone, said happy birthday to somebody, and left. That was the show. By the way, I've done that on on stage before. <laughs> I've, I've definitely danced. Well, called my fucking wife and w- said, "Happy birthday, June!" Well, I'm the machine. Yeah, yeah, but, but then you, you were up there for you at least were, another forty five minutes. Hour, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You didn't come Not out there for fifteen minutes. minutes. Do you, now, do you think it's just because the people that are going to these shows, like the young kids, they're eleven? Do you, do you, yeah. Do you think it's just they don't know that there's an hour? No, possible. They don't, like they, they, they don't like, care. Like they don't know. Like what? My favorite entertainer is supposed to come out there for an hour yeah, no, and talk no. to me for an hour and be entertaining. They don't care. I or mean, the, are they the, just used to consuming these guys in one and a half, two minute videos? So they're like, wow, fifteen. That's a deal. Well, let's 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 work this backwards. Yeah. It started. It started with when 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 television started disappearing. Mm-hmm. And guys who had TV shows needed to pay, pay their mortgage, and they got into stand up. Yep. And that was the beginning of the fucking <laughs> of the of the tide. Yeah. And now it's this. I don't think these kids understand that there are people. We did one. Me and Theo Vaughn, and I, that's all I can remember about this experience. But we did a show with a guy named FusiTube. Do you know who he is? No, but we all have one of these stories. But yeah, <laughs> FusiTube. I'll tell you about when I did the Celebrity Theater, which is a huge theater in Phoenix, Arizona. Sold it out with me and Ralphie May. What a great show. Power lineup. Just two killers. Back to back. And we're like, fuck yeah. Sold it out. And then you want to know who was there the next night? Miranda Sings. Doing four shows. Yes. All sold out. <laughs> Dude, you want to put Miranda Sp- Sings in, per- in perspective? <laughs> yeah. We did, we did the Just for Laughs Northwest Festival. And I did, I did a theater. Not a big theater. Maybe 
300, 400 seats, mm-hmm. 600 tops. Yeah. And, uh, and I was really feeling my oats. I was like, nice, man. Yeah. I can come to Toronto and pack, pack some people, and that's great. And, the, and I talked to the ladies in charge of the festivals, the directors of the festivals. Right. And, I, and they're, they're, not, they're not around at my show. Mm-hmm. And I see them later, and I said, where were you guys? And they said, we were selling merch for Miranda Sings. And I said, like, you guys sold merch? And they're like, that's what we said at first. But then she said she'd give us 10%. And we both walked away with like seven grand. And I went, are you shitting me? <laughs> she sold out an arena and sold like a hundred grand in merch. I mean, just fucking yeah. crazy. Everyone I- dresses as her. Yeah. This guy, FoosyTube, I'm being serious, man. Like, I've never even heard of FoosyTube. I remember when Last Comic Standing... Two came out because I we I done I done Last Comic Standing two, but I didn't get to the house. But I t- ended up touring with Gary Goldman, Jay Larson, and Alonzo Bowden. I never toured with Alonzo. Jay London. Jay yeah. London. Is that what yeah. I said? Mm-hmm. Jay London, which is a and, and great I was lineup. the first time I had ever experienced celebrity. When I did the first episode I did where I talked about having a kid, um, I was in the airport. The, the I guess it aired on like Wednesdays. I was in the airport Thursday flying to Miami, and 13 million people watched that, and yep. I got recognized by everyone, by everyone. It doesn't hold a candle to what we saw happen with this guy, FoosyTube. Kids were breaking down doors to look at him. Like, they wanted to steal a picture. Yep. He did a meet and greet for fucking ever, and I'll say it. I thought the guy was nice as shit. So did Theo. He wasn't sure. a dick, and he explained to me very quickly why he was famous. He was like... I was fat. I lost weight. I struggled with drug addiction. I uh, I talked about it on my thing. I post every single fucking day, and that's what got me fame. And I was like, and he he wasn't that bad on stage. It I wasn't. I wouldn't pay money to see it. But like, well, that yeah. that guy that we that I just showed you, he uh, he had zero act. And I said to somebody, well, if you're making that much bank, why would you not just pay to some you know, somebody to go? Listen, I need thirty minutes. Yeah, write me thirty so that you have, and the club owner he goes because they don't give a shit. Yeah, why would he pay or even memorize stuff when you don't have to? Is there a point where they're going to go? The emperor has no clothes. I mean, like those, those girls become fourteen, and you don't like the things that you like. But yeah, it's, well, still it's like because well, I I we're in the wrong business. We got to create. There like, is a, that moment because guys, I used to be a Limp Biscuit fan. <laughs> and think then, about think and about. Then you get older, you're like, oh, what the fuck was yeah. I doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let me I mean, listen to. Well, the you fuck listen to Kid Rock now, and you're like, really? <laughs> but look, you know? look at what happened yeah. to Dane. I mean, Dane was a ver. Dane had an act, and he was yeah. hilarious. But he was a version of that of celebrity before comedy. Like people were more impressed with. Going to the garden and seeing Dane Cook, not for the, the material that he was I, doing. I, I, I enjoyed his material. Yeah. I enjoyed his stand up. Like I, yeah. I don't. I, but but then all of a sudden, everyone turned on him, and they were like, like it, there is a fickleness of this this celebrity is that people turn on you and yeah. go once fuck you get, that. I once I you get to a point. I think YouTube is still new enough, and the parents don't know about it yet, and they're not into it. Uh, it once it once it starts getting a little more mainstream, and once and once now this generation that's in it gets older, and now you have twenty five year olds watching do, YouTube, do you think thirty it's year olds. Subject matter though, like too, like you age out of wanting to like hear like again. Not saying anything about any other comic, whatever. I, I smoke pot, but but I, I don't talk about it. Like like I could yeah. never see me being on stage for forty five minutes, going. You know what? 
Pot's weird. Here's another thing. Like, I, I get that that's a bit, but do you think sure. those 18, 19 year olds then get 25 and go, yeah, we get it, dude. You, you smoke pot. Are we going to talk about it for 45 minutes? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And I, then you, but I also run the risk. I've always talked about what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. So I have bits where I'm, Arguing with my wife about where we're going to be buried. It's literally probate material. <laughs> and how I don't want to be buried in her hometown because I don't know anybody. Right? So it's literally like, so I, you, you're 20-something. You're looking at me going, seriously, you cannot be talking about something further away from my life right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't I don't. That's know. sad I don't. because you did that bit. I'm like, yeah, that's a uh, that's an argument I would have right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to be buried in my wife's hometown. I don't where, know where I want to be buried. See? <laughs> I kind of want to be buried in my backyard. Can you do that? You can bury wherever you want. Yeah, you can bury wherever you want. You could you, you could put your body in a fucking catapult and just fl- fling yeah, it out. Yeah, they can. I mean, they can. Oh, God, this is depressing me talking about burying. <laughs> I can understand why you, a 20 year old wouldn't like that bit. <laughs> I, but I, but then, then what's the like? What's the natural maturation? Like what? Like what did Louie and Bill do correctly that got kids and grown ups to like them? They're ageless in the sense that Bill Burr will be able to be 60 and and 20 year olds will still like like my manager always brings this up. He goes, you had Carland and Robert Klein, both equally funny. Mm -hmm. Robert Klein, the older he got, talked about what's going on in his life. So eventually, so I got a colonoscopy. I got a and so you're you're going to lose that 20 to 40 year olds already. Yeah. Carlin stayed like he stayed this hip. year. My big thing. I, I mentioned too much about my age. Like so, this year I'm like I'm not even mentioning it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be. I told someone how old I was yesterday. They ageless. were 31, and they're like, oh, I thought you were 33, and I was like, I don't know how you fucking saw that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's why like Bill yeah. Burr's never you just have to re- stay relative be, and stay funny to all to be, ages. Always be talking about stuff that's relevant. Although it yeah. would be cool. Like I don't want to. I like I like doing clubs now. Like mm-hmm. I like partying. I like having a good time. I love. That aspect, but it would be cool to like become like a sweater wearing storyteller who sits on a couch on a stage. He goes, I have a tale to tell you. Here's my here's my plan. I'm about 15, 20 years away from Branson, Missouri shows. Dude, not a bad gig. No. Yeah. So but I'll be in my 60s and there'll be older people my age, which I've always performed for. Yeah. will be in front of that. Yeah. So I can use my same references. Yeah. I just think getting through my fifties might be the the tough part. Because yeah, because because that's when the transition starts to happen. That's no one's looking for a fifty five year old that second show Friday. Not to bum everybody. Out. I don't know if there's too many fifty five year olds that can do a second show. Yeah, Friday. well, that's you know what I mean. But, but Rogan, Rogan's almost fifty. Yeah. Stanhope's almost fifty. But like, they're but that, they're like irrelevant. But they have those. They're like champions of those younger people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they have a they have an army, and they're great. And on, and on top of that, they're I just would talented. have an army, they but my army has soccer, cheerleading <laughs> practice, hockey. You know, so my army's busy with their life. So that's why I'm not wasting time periscoping because everybody my age has a job that they're working at seventy right. hours a week. Well, and then trying to sell. Like, and then there becomes a strange balance when you get to a certain age, and then you you hear about whatever the new trend is, whatever you know. Let's, for instance, say. Per, say periscope do you want to be 
sort of a little late to the party, and now you kind of look like the older like, guy. Like, I'm looking at the new yeah. you know Instagram timeline thingy. Like, bro, you do, and I'm not. You know, suck them, but the videos you do with your weight loss thing and just whatever are hilarious. Oh, thanks. So I'm always like, okay, I got to start doing more. Well, I'll, like, tell, you, I'll tell you what like I think. Funny, just like, hey, here's something funny. And by the way, I'm performing at blank. Mm-hmm. But but I, I look at a lot of these, and I love all the, the my female comic friends. I don't have a little dog that I can take pictures with 700 times a day. <laughs> Dude, Eliza posted a picture. No, but not just Eliza. Like no, everybody, no, I love Eliza. And she I posted love a picture. Yeah. I think she was drunk, and her boyfriend, I guess, is videotaping her. Was on Instagram, and he was like, he was like, uh, they're f- talking about Rice Krispie treats, and then he pans out, and she's in her underwear, and I was like, don't be watching this five more times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but I yeah, mean, I know sure. what you're saying. I don't. I, I, don't I get, have a, I get like, lost in that. But I'm I'm forty, like I'm forty six. No, no, I'm not gonna take. I mean, should I put on yoga pants and just start taking pics? You know, by the like, way, I'd I'd fucking laugh hysterically at those yeah. photos. Yeah, if yeah. I I was thinking about doing this, like like going to Eliza, who I love and I consider a friend, Absolutely. and then there's that Kate who I don't know super Kate well. Kate Q funny that that I've yeah, worked Kate with Quigley. also funny. Yeah, I, you're good friends with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so love I Kate. thought I was just whatever picture they took without telling them. Yeah, I was just going to start taking the exact same picture. Will someone beat you to the punch? Have you seen that girl who recreates all, all the, the fucking, famous people? All the, all the all the she recreates. I think all the Kardashian pictures, and they're fucking hilarious. Nice. I I fucking I don't know who she is. Well, or I promote her, but yeah, but see, that's what she does for the Kardashians. You you could do that for hot female comics. Like, trust me when I say. <laughs> trust me when I say, and I and I I love Kate. Yeah. Uh, I won't speak for Eliza, but I know Kate's still very young in comedy. Mm-hmm. She would trade. She would trade all. She hustles. She busts her fucking ass. But she would love to have the fucking wealth material you have. Like, she's more a comic. Like, she's not just a promotional. She wants to be a great comic. Yeah. Here's what I, I, I always look at. I read. I was watching, like, a Tim Ferriss uh, podcast, and he had this general on. And the general said, to, to be successful, you have to look at three peers in your same business. One that is older than you and have, has accomplished everything you want to. Okay. And you kind of mimic and you, you kind of like stalk them, not in a creepy way, but just figure out what are they doing. Yeah. And then somebody who you're at the same level at, mm-hmm. and then somebody who's new to your business or new to whatever you do that has a fresh outlook. And you kind of go, okay, w- hmm. what are they doing? And you, so take, this, and you take things So this year sides. I look because Eliza, who, like again, I mean, that girl works her nads off. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm so lazy. Like, I, like when I'm home on a Monday and Tuesday, yeah, because I know I'm leaving Wednesday to be gone to Monday. I'm not leaving my house for nothing. That's my but then problem I'm like, too. How do, you, how do you guys yeah. do sets on like a Monday or Tuesday? I'm so impressed. I said because I'm my, like, I'm, I'm not driving over the hill to get up in in front. You know what I mean? I said to my therapist, <laughs> one of my biggest biggest goals, um, this past in 2016, yeah. was it's been a goal for a very long time. This is going to sound really cheesy, but uh, was to be a paid regular at the store. I'd always wanted that. Yeah. I'd always, I'd never yeah, worked there. I'd never worked there. None of us are then. And uh, <laughs> no, uh, none of us are then. No, I, I just yeah. became one oh, really? this year. And there you I, go. but I said to my therapist, 
He said, what does a paid regular mean? I go, it's someone that works at the store. And he goes, well, you know what that means then? And I said, what? And he goes, it means you actually have to work at the store. Like you have to go and work at the store. If you want to work at the store, that means you got to work at the store. Yep. He's like, so I know that you don't want to go do sets at night. You want to stay home with your family if you're on the road. But if you want this as a goal, then you need to go do this. And so I've said to myself, fuck it. Every Tuesday night, I go do a set at the store. I leave Wednesday. I'm gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I come home Sunday. You don't do Sunday shows? Uh, I quit doing Sundays. Um, because of Joey Diaz, Joey Diaz was like, fuck that dog. Come home, be with your family. And I was like, yeah, that's right. I was like, I want to drop him off at school on Monday. Yeah. I don't want to come home Monday, fucking hammered Can from I the plane this question if, sure. if you don't want to answer because we're on a podcast, I don't care. Do, do they, uh, prorate you for that Sunday? Yeah. But it's worth it. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Just for your sanity. I could totally see. Cause that. a lot of times. Well, last, last year I was on your the sanity road. Cost you? I'm home. I leave tomorrow. I'm home one Monday. I'm home on a Monday. I don't yeah. know which Monday it is for the next two months. Wow. Um, Dude. I have a bunch of corporates, and then I fly in on Wednesday to do Thursday press and then Sunday show out Monday. And eventually, listen, we all know how this ends for us, guys. <laughs> we just get old, and nobody gives a shit about us. Yeah. Like, that's the end of the day. Like, look at any – go to a comedy mm, club. Look at all the walls of the headliners. I know, right? A, there's a very small percentage – that will that will always transfer over, but that percentage gets smaller and smaller. Like maybe I'm being a dick about thinking this way. The older no, you're you not. get, no, so you about- have to go. What's my? How do I backwards engineer this? How yeah. do I create? Like you guys have your podcast. I'm such a dumbass. I started doing a podcast years and years ago with this Doctor V. She was a shrink. It was an awesome podcast, but my laziness didn't feel like driving to her. Bel Air, huge Manson. And then I started doing one with Reap. And then he kind of went through some stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not. And then I started one with my wife because I'm like, you know what? She's here. I don't have to get a guest. I'll deal with that. And me and my wife had some of the biggest blowouts pre-podcast because she's like, would you want to hear the stories I'm going to tell? And I would go, no, just just tell them to me. And then I'll react. Well, then how are you going to know what to say? Hey, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. No, I, I got a pre-go. What is it? Chelsea Handler? Yeah. I got to listen to all the dumb shit before I, I talk about it. Dude. Yeah. So then so then we just stopped doing a I, I, I released five of them. So. Yeah. There, it, it's, you have to just be disciplined enough to where you stay, you stay with it because it's not going to be successful right at first. And you have to build that audience just like you did with your stand-up. And you, and, it takes and you so have long. To, I know, and because and you also know what you had to, to do to build that audience through stand up. You're like, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> I don't want to have to I, do that again. This podcast, just in this past year, mm-hmm. has gotten successful. Yeah, it was always always been around, and it's always gotten like mediocre. I mean, actually, probably good numbers for podcasts, but mediocre numbers comparatively speaking. Sure. And then I started being very focused and caring about the podcasts I do. And I don't do it with people I don't want to be with, on, on with. Yeah. I do it with people that make me giggle. Like, that's it. And I think that... And, I, and, I, I've, and I've been watching it. And I know for a fact that when I have two people on, my podcast numbers double because people go, oh, shit. There's a better a, energy when there's three people. Yeah, it is. As a one-on-one, it's, it's, it's one thing. It's always better if we drink. I'm in this fucking weight loss challenge, so I'm not drinking right now. <laughs> but it's always better when we drink. But, uh, but like... And then you just start trying to, like, you know... I had a really great meeting today with uh, with Al and Bill and Dave Anthony and Ari and Tommy Segura, and I was like, and we're talking about where the future of our of our of our careers are going. And it, you wait, know, you had a little like a like a summit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are the board of directors, I guess, technically for uh, all things comedy for the network. Like, so I was on there for a second, and then I stopped doing podcasts. <laughs> it's fucking st- all my wounds are self inflicted, by the way. N- nobody feels <laughs> all sorry. My wounds are self. But like, but like you say here, like you've got you've got an hour of content. You've got an hour of fucking. You've got a movie. Your hour. See, I'm I'm starting to think differently. I'm I have starting two to think- albums. Hey, here's what's on my computer. I have two albums. And a sp- our special that I shot at Irvine. Mm-hmm. Like, I I kind of, like, my special went up on Showtime, and then it immediately went up on YouTube, and everyone's like, get him to take it down. And I was like, no, fucking put it up. All I want is people to see it. How That's many it. people, here's, I've done a little research. More people <laughs> discover comics now, whatever, through Pandora. Yeah. Are really? you guys part of this? No, talk. Are you guys part of Pandora Amp? Yeah. I don't know. You, did you sign up for that? Yeah. I, did okay. I? No, you did not. <laughs> so you go to Pandora Amp and then find it. And basically what you do is you claim your name. You claim you. Uh, and okay, what, you you're moving too fast. Okay. I'm releasing this today. I need to do this now because someone's going to fucking what, – what is it, an app? <laughs> no, you have to go to Pandora. I mean it's you. Nobody can – you know. No one can claim you. No one can you. claim you as, oh, okay. as, as, as a thing. Yeah. But uh, so, but what it does is once you get certified, then you get go the back end through Pandora, and you'll see every station that is ever built with you, how many plays on Pandora. So I have, and I'm not even the uh, artist I, marketing platform. Yeah, I'm not Sign even a high tier comic, but I have my my stuff has been played 89 million times. And then think about the money you make from that, and then slowly put the gun in your mouth and click it, and then decide to live another day. But um, <laughs> but when you have Pandora Amp now, you can send messages to anybody listening to your stations that are 15 seconds long. So I'll go on a Pandora Amp, and I'll go, hey, everybody, I'm performing in West Nyack, and then I can target people in New York listening to my Pandora station, uh, whatever. So but then I, you I see tried all, do, then I tried you, doing that with um, – I tried to shoot – promo videos for tour dates coming up mm-hmm. so like i did one for boston and i'll put it up but then i i target market it that's really sad that's really because like i put some effort into a video i'll yeah. tell you the exact numbers i of like people who because i'm doing the wilbur theater january 21st yeah wilbur theater and uh and well it's not tracking well with sales so no <laughs> <laughs> i think it'll sell out but it has i mean like but it bums me out when i'm like, sorry i've stopped paying attention what was that date <laughs> january 21st yeah and so i did a facebook video and i paid this company 30 bucks to fucking target market it yep. and this is how many people have watched it as of right now. Oh well, that's not too bad. Drum roll. Two thousand and four. Okay. But like that's not that's on that's it for Facebook. Yeah. But it's just people in Boston that can see it. Oh, the game it like do you do you remember when you just had to be funny? <laughs> How would you like to have been a comic in I I a hundred years ago I had an eight hundred number back in the eighties where you could call it and then I had a recording. Hey everybody, I'm John Heffern. I'll be performing at the So and So Community College on January. Like, who, who called the eight hundred? And almost, then I would send postcards out to people. It was just, it was so I almost, stupid. I almost thought about getting a, um, getting a one nine seven six number, like a, a mm-hmm. like twenty five cents a minute. And yeah. so, if you wanted, if you were hammered and you wanted to talk to Bert, call and I'll answer and I'll talk to you. I have, it goes to your credit card. Yeah. I, I have a buddy that is a Phone big never tech stop guy. Rigging. He's got a service where uh, you get paid for if people text you and you can have conversations and they pay for it. A lot of porn stars have it. Pretty much market like porn stars do. Porn stars? Way, how are they so fucking smart with marketing? And how come <laughs> comics can't have a wish list on Amazon? Right? Like, <laughs> why do 
porn stars get to get everything paid for for themselves. Why can't we say we want new yoga pants or something? That's true. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah, we do the same thing. You know, it's funny because, and I want to, I want for everyone listening. Who's like, you guys are complaining about your lives. What? Like, I got to go to the coal mine. Yeah, we know our lives don't suck. Yeah. Oh, but I have a beautiful life. I'm very happy. It's amazing. But you you still have to feel, but we have a, it's a job. I know it's the art, but there is still stuff to figure out. Uh, You still have to treat it like a business or you just, that's what I was saying. Imagine if you were guys like in the 80s, you did evening at the improv. Yep. And then you just showed up at a club. You you were in charge of zero. Yeah, but you weren't. I'd rather have been. I was on evening at the prop, by the way. <laughs> were you really? This is how old I am. Was that was that like no. right when you started then? Yeah, it was my first TV show. And that was like the year that it oh, shut down? Since 89. Did you close it down? <laughs> you start, you've been doing comedy since 89? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to oh piss you off. I was born in 84. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 89? Like I, I started stand-up in 1999. Yeah, ninety. No, okay, you have more successful podcasts. Your specials on Showtime. <laughs> mine is can not. I tell you, can I is, dick? Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You're at the B- Wilbur Theater, January twenty third in Boston. Jan- no, I, I wouldn't. I, I, I think. I don't know, man. I, I it's hard for me to per- put this in perspective, but I don't. I. This is going to sound weird, but I. I think I, I don't. This, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I would trade everything of where I am because I don't think I'm somewhere big. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what. I remember the day I did not make it on Last Comic Standing. Yeah. And I've never felt a lower low in my life. Uh-huh. And I remember. I remember I was having Georgia, who I love dearly. But I remember going to the gift store in that fucking hotel, and they had a little duck, and and someone was like, "Hey, you know what? You're not you're not going to make it into the house or to the next round. But at least you're having a baby." And I remember being like, "Ugh." I was like, fuck, <laughs> who wants a baby now? I'm a failure. <laughs> and I bought her this duck, and I go, I guess I'll just fucking get this duck for this baby. And I was just so bummed out because yeah. I was like, I'm a failure. I'm a fucking failure. I sure. didn't I didn't have that because I, I never lost on last comic. But uh, <laughs> but here's here's where I, I – the lowest I ever did was me and Roy Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. Raul who? Roy Wood Jr. Oh, Roy Wood Jr. <laughs> Raul, I'm a, yeah. Raul. Wow, you guy gets on the Daily Show and then Bert <laughs> yeah, yeah. just forgets about it. I just had Roy on my podcast. We we were me and him together got the lowest score in Star Search history. Like so you could get <laughs> I, I think you get fives. Let's yeah. say fives yeah. is is the thing. Yeah. Roy got three and I got a two. <laughs> so three people gave me zeros. Right. So that means one two. person. And it was, this, act, and it was the more band, stars than you and it Roy was the combined. rapper uh, B2K. I think that was a group. Yep. Back in the the one of the judge the the and then the one of Zappa. <laughs> and, Not even a good Zappa. I don't even know who the fuck yeah, they are. And so we got the worst score and and. Uh, like, why not a judge go, go – or one of the judge. Not the good-looking one. <laughs> the other one. Goes, if I had tomatoes, I would throw them at you. And oh, I remember – This it, is on TV? This is on t- t- uh, TV. And I go, would that be the first hit you've had in how long? Like, so oh. – Yeah, right? So then – Don't the fuck ed- with the comic. They edit that part out. So of course and, they did. Me and Roy Wood, we go to some – it was at the, the, the Fox and the Hound or, or something like yeah, in yeah, Melrose. Yeah, yeah. 
I remember getting so drunk with him, and we were, and we thought our careers were over. Yeah. We're like, we're done. We just ate it on Star Search oh. so terribly bad. Uh, yes, yeah, so that that was like one of my lowest. I've, I, I, the first TV show I was on that got canceled. My second Tonight Show, I kind of ate it a little too. <laughs> I've eaten it on a lot of sets, like a lot of important sets. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've only had a handful of like I'm not a really good like seven minute comic. No, I don't. I don't well, know how long to do stories. That. You, yeah, you, you do stories, and you need a little more than seven minutes to get people. Do invested. you even need to do like I know it's good to do current stuff, but I was thinking, man, you could do, you know, you could do uh, Tonight Show every day. You know, every other day. I don't think it's who puts in the seats anymore. It it, it doesn't have what it did. It, it's more of like just sort of an industry credit, just to say like I've been on the Tonight Show. I don't think. I, I, well, I think the Tonight Show has changed unless you do. I'm using premium Brett blend and evening at the improv back as my credit. I mean, I talked to, to I talked to Segura about it, and he was like, "I was like, they wanted me to do Conan, and Segura and I very candidly were like, it'll only work if you do Conan and you tell the fighting a bear story with a live bear. That's the ways people's attentions are. Right. If they see a man fighting a live bear telling a story, they're like, what's this? Yeah. But if they just see a guy standing there holding a mic, they're like, who's this? I, I, I said to them, I was like. It, I don't know if just doing stand-up on television. Well, because, I mean, you have Fallon playing uh, uh, playing tic-tac-toe with Peyton Manning. Yeah. And, and like, that's going to get more hits than your stand-up oh, And set. then fucking James Corbin's Carpool Karaoke. You've got the biggest stars in the world singing their songs with another dude yep. jamming out in a car. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I like, I don't know. If you're just walking out there just to talk, people are like, what? The? This guy's just going to speak? What? He's not going <laughs> to crack eggs on his head? Someone, we're throwing stuff at him, right? Yeah. It's like Bob yeah, Cat's yeah. old bit where he did, did stand-up with meat on his feet on hot coals. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got to do something like that, like yeah, I, to get to get eyeballs on you. Yeah. It, so guys, my name is Burke Kreischer, and I understand that no one likes just straight comedy anymore. So I've given everyone pellet guns. <laughs> I will be doing my set, and you guys all have pellet guns. Here we go. I think Jay Chris Newberg. Do you know him? Yeah, of yeah, course. yeah. He did a, sh- a college show where the they had a tweet wall behind him, and people oh, that's could great. tweet oh, that's while great. he was on stage, and he said it was just br- brutal. Oh, sure. They would probably just tell him to. Kill himself nine thousand times. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I did. Uh, um, <laughs> That's so funny. I there was a uh, Captain Brian. Captain a, Brian's in Marco Island had a live oh, man. feed. Yeah, and then a tweet wall up there, oh, so you could go onto their live feed and see the audience, and then tweet about the audience. Yeah, or tweet about whatever. Okay. It was ultimately theoretically it was for the people in the audience to tweet. Yeah, but. What was happening was I tweeted out and I was like, hey, guys, there's a live feed to my pre-show if anyone wants to see it. And all these desk squad guys got on there like, hey, who's the redhead with the big tits? Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and this poor girl's like, huh? And they're like, hey, black guy, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I hope you like racist jokes. Get ready. And I was like, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. See, and, and that's sort of the danger of when guys – Guys and girls that don't understand those mediums try to get into that mediums. You know, they they can backfire on you. Oh yeah, they can absolutely have you worked comedy works in, in Denver? No, yeah, tons of times. They they take away people's phones now. It's perfect. Oh, yeah, Ari they, says that. And they put it in that little bag. It's the greatest thing. I love it. in the history of the world. I've 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 had to stop a couple shows because someone's got a phone out with their flash on. And just like holding it up, and, I like, saw uh, somebody my set. set up the phone like on the little candle, so it's like that. Yeah. And then the door kind of comes over and goes, "What are you doing?" And the woman I heard her goes, "I'm broadcasting it live on Facebook so my friends could see it." Yeah. 
Like you just really, I... and it's like they don't understand it. And, and the thing is, is I don't know if that person in the audience is uh, sending a video to their person that was going to be at the show, but then got into a car accident and now they're in a coma. So now they're yeah. broadcasting <laughs> it, so like maybe they can watch it later. Or if they're a huge social media star in the audience, just going, "Hey, here's what I'm doing tonight." Boop, this comedy that's show. What it's, it's all about. It's all about what the fat Jew did is just getting content and spreading it out like it's yours. Yep. Like I did it. This yep. is mine. Yep. I'm so, fucking, yeah. Fo- yeah. Follow me so you could see this stand up. Although, although let's let's play devil's advocate. Advocate. Yeah. How many? Uh, how many? I don't, I'm a pretty big uh, YouTube guy, and that like I like watching videos. Yep. There was a period where I was like, any uh, Zach Galifianakis destroys Heckler. I fucking watched it sure. and loved it. Yeah. And so you're thinking that didn't that wasn't bad for Zach, right? So like people live tweeting your shows or live streaming your shows, ultimately. In a weird way, it's like I don't. I mean, but I, I, I think that's the only times when it could be good. Where it's like, okay, like you said, you saw videos where Zach Galifianakis destroy, destroys a heckler, or Bill Burr has the thing happen at the Traveling Virus show for for O and A in Philly. I mean, which just blew him up to another level, long overdue. Yeah. So does that? Does an event like that have to happen in order? for you to blow up or can it just be your set i don't think you can just be a good comic anymore <laughs> yeah that, that you is can't. Uh-uh. yeah you got such a thing you got you, you gotta have something else and i i thought just being a midget i was like okay there, there, there's the hook oh no not enough That's oh, so shit. being a midget is so 1983 dude. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be well, like a racist yeah you gotta like change it up i gotta be the red state midget are there any gay like uh, little people that come out as a comic <laughs> There's got to be gay little people. What about a oh, Christian? Yeah. What about a Christian gay uh, little person? Oh, and then that does pol- political commentary? Yeah, is that uh, the yeah. thing? We should all just fake personas. Like, oh, I l- wish. Like next year, just come out and just be like. I hate that I shared so much about myself. I, yeah. like, I'm so, like, I'm, I wish that I could just have not told people the truth all the time. Like, <laughs> like about how much I drink. Like, yeah. I, like people go, like, we were in this meeting today and then someone's like, uh, they're like talking about beer sponsors, and they're like, "Bert's an alcoholic," and I was like, "I wish I hadn't told everybody that. <laughs> I wish I kept that to myself." Well, and because there there is that line of, of where like, is there anything that you want to keep just for you? And then if you do, do you feel like you're not as funny as you could be? I have no. I'm doing a new bit these days called Secret Time, mm-hmm. where it's not even a joke. I just go Secret Time, and then I tell everyone a secret. Yeah, and it's it's killing. Ralphie was like, "You that needs to be in your next special." Yeah, but it's just like secret time. My first wet dream. I was riding a horse. Secret <laughs> time. <laughs> it's just bizarre secrets. Yeah, uh, I mean, because uh, all right, so uh, I got engaged recently, and my fiance. I heard this. I well, I don't know where did I hear this. Uh, some radio show because because I've been talking about it. Yeah, uh, I met my fiance on an app for people that are trying to have threesomes. That's where oh, yeah, I yeah. met her. So, like, Great. I have to talk about that on stage. But now I got people, like, coming up to me after shows, like, hey, so is your is your fiancé here? Like, can I fuck her? 
It's like that's no, weird. That's, no, no, you can't. Technically, what a threesome is. Like, no, like, that's a train. That's yeah, no, that's, 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 that's called the selling T-shirts. If you want yeah, one yeah, of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have want my a most DVD recent special on DVD. Yeah, they're they're like because like there was a guy that came off. Wife here? Like fuck her? Yeah, yeah, sure. As long as I'm in the room. Yeah, and and sometimes she's with me at shows and, and she helps sell merchandise afterward so like she's out there after i've just said all these things about how we met on, wife, on stage is your and wife here can i fuck her <laughs> that has literally happened to me people come up like well i mean you guys say you have threesomes i'm like with, with women oh, oh with I, women. I, I talk really honestly about isla my my yeah. uh youngest yeah and women will come up to me always it's always women mm-hmm. just come up to me and be like hey uh, all seriousness, your daughter's autistic. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm not giving her a fair representation on stage. I'm <laughs> sure. trying to make you laugh. But it's like, two stories. If there was a diagnosis, I don't think I want it now on a second show Friday in yeah, fucking yeah. West Palm. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just so you know, your daughter's autistic. And I'm like, okay, you know, we've had her tested. Like, she's more like. And you shouldn't yeah. take Vicodin and drink wine, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Get your lift and go home. Yeah. And I'm sure there's things. When you tell stories about your daughter, the same way when I tell stories about my fiance, the same way you t- tell stories about your wife, your, your your wife, like you exaggerate for comedic effect. Because if you just tell the absolute bare bones story, it may not be that good. Well, so that's but, called a historian, yeah, <laughs> not a comedian, right? But a comedian, a small yeah. you're giving a yeah. tour at a museum. If yeah. that's you, if yeah. you want to hear the facts, then go read a book. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, if you want to laugh, my only job is to make people laugh. That's it. That's all I give a fuck about. Yeah, is yeah, if, yeah. it's like if I can't just go up and go so. Like yeah, watch this as a comic. Ready? Hey guys, what's up? Oh uh, man, my marriage is awesome. I got pretty much enough money in the bank to set me aside. I'm in shape for the first time in my life. What do you do for a living? <laughs> yeah, like, like, what do you do for a living? Yeah, so Ooh, you, I, that's on a job I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Well, your wife's overweight. I'd probably get divorced. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah, you have you have to have some things going wrong. So, and maybe we take creative liberties and we create problems where there are none. I take creative liberties with Isla because, but, but here's the thing: I do is I make things. I never try to shine it like. She's an amazing kid. I'm so lucky to have this funny kid as a yeah. comic. I always go, she's got problems, which is true. She does. She's right. fucking dyslexic as fuck. Yeah. She's reading at like a third grade level in fifth grade, mm-hmm. and it and it is frustrating. And, and luckily, she's got a good group of friends that are all – no. everyone's protective. But like I don't ever want to sit up there and be like, just tell a funny story about my kid and then go, hey, there's – I don't – like my life is awesome. Here's a bad part also. And yeah. I always punch him up and down – and and hide truth and hide to heighten experiences. Sure. But like, yeah, I had uh, I did a podcast and the guy was like, "So is that how much of that Russian story is true?" I go, "100." percent Yeah. I go now. Clearly, I am telling parts of it to make you laugh. That's my job. Right. But the guts of it, what you need to know about that story, 100. percent Yeah. Every story is going to be punched up a tad bit, or something will be revealed. Like like, but the 100. percent Yeah. There's there there's stuff that happened. I I, I tell a story that uh, my fiance once uh, whooped the guy's ass uh, right in front of me. True story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there are some lines in there that I threw in that didn't exactly happen in the moment. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But the 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 the, the bare bones of the story. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I've been doing bits on stage that get zero laugh, but I just say it out loud, and then <laughs> hopefully it'll come to just. 
uh, the older I get, the least amount of people I'm going to come in contact with is like where is what I'm turning into. <laughs> like, like I want 35 acres with a shipping container house, <laughs> half a mile long driveway with colored stakes, so I know how many yards out the vehicle's approaching in case I gotta start putting bullets it's in the blue stake. Um, yards yeah, out. yeah. But uh, it literally, I have I didn't realize how many bits I have about just disappearing. Like about every city I go to, I go, if I had $20,000 cash, how long could I live here? And I even bought a book called How to Go Ghost. Like it's a book of how to disappear. I'd fucking, can I tell you and what I you should do? And I bring that up on stage and people yeah. get pissed where they go, what about your, I mean, I have a wonderful stepdaughter. She's in the Air Force, but she, she's 22. She's married, yeah, she's whatever, and my wife. Obviously, I'm not going to just disappear from my wife, but I think about it. Can I tell you what, I, I would, what I'd love for you to do? I would love for you to do. A daily vlog, like two camera, just you two camera, but do it like uh, obviously like a mockumentary, but that you've gone off the grid and you will no longer that you're you're now living in that thirty five acres in a shipping container <laughs> and you, and just tell stories creatively every day. You're like, well, I had to kill a bunny last night. Uh, the wolves got into the and you're like and you're like, my wife. I think my wife's been infected. Like like just really like because nobody will know. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Never, nobody like, know. Holy shit! Did like, you know John? Point zero 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 one percent actually come and see me live. Do you remember when uh, Maria Bamford did that did that uh, bedroom show? Did no. you ever see that? I never saw it. Me, no. Maria Bamford did a show where she said she had a nervous breakdown, and it was shot in the bedroom of her parents' house mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and it was just camera to thing, and she was doing all the voices of everybody, yeah. and I was like, holy shit, man, is Maria Bamford okay? And they're like, yeah, it's a scripted series. She wrote it. Like, it's it's not. She didn't really have a nervous breakdown. She's right, not right, really right. in Minnesota, and I was like... Right. I thought she was in fucking wow. Minnesota. So now it's kind of like everyone can do their own version of the Blair Witch Project, where it's like, wait, is it found footage? Like, yeah, is it, it real? Do I would think that would be fucking <laughs> hilarious. Do like a month long daily, like just it's gotten bad. I think the infection's spreading into our dogs. And just- <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about doing a. Uh- I, I tried writing like a spy novel, but I I can't. I, don't, I tried writing a I, series. I don't, I I don't tried know to how write, to write. I tried at all. writing a series of novels. Uh, it's hard. Where the machine was the character, because I was yeah. like, like so, like yeah. just like the Russian mob story, but this now it's on a cruise ship, right. and we're going <laughs> we're going in the Middle East. Yeah. It's like Fletch. Yeah, and uh, I just don't want to write another book. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, it's and, exhausting. And you wrote you wrote a book. And yeah. that and that's amazing, and uh, and you know the process of going through it. Oof. So when you're trying to I do as many other things, people downloaded it. <laughs> there I'm you go. Bragging. <laughs> but um, like, yeah, you're like, okay, I did that. I could cross it off the list. Yeah, but that was really fucking hard to do. It was very hard to do. I'll never do it again. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like of my life. I should have just done an hour. <laughs> so my, my, I really should have just done an hour. Mine is is I'm obsessed with like lock picks and and all that type of stuff. So I bring them on the road with me. And, and so you so want, I, I so try you to watch Netflix it. in your hotel room. You like practice picking locks. No, I have all these lock picks, and I walk around the hotel, and I try to get in, get into things without getting like arrested. Uh, Please do a fucking and then I, I have the these... bomb silo podcast where it's just well, you in the middle of nowhere. So then, so then I was writing these notes where like here, here is my novel. I'm never doing it, but after Lincoln gets killed, the government realizes that famous people. 
have access to people easier than anyone else. So then the they yeah, start, then they start making people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were all assassins because they were male models. Yeah, yeah. It's the plot of Zoolander. Yeah, well, no, this is different. <laughs> this is how I apply it to me. It's not like Zoolander. So then, then they figure out that it, you know, Marilyn Monroe and stuff like that. Then if they make uh, when MTV came out with reality shows, they can make people quicker through reality shows. Um, oh, so that, like they make an assassin that way or something? Because it, it's a cover. Yeah, oh, I yeah. See. So it's like they so, can make an assassin famous by putting him on a reality show, and then that assassin now has a, a new talent. So right. you get a thing called a holding deal. Once you become famous, you get a holding deal, and that's you. Then oh, the government. The government goes, no, we made you a pop yeah. star. You have to. You owe us this thing. And oh. then if you don't want to do the thing or you want to retire, you OD in a, a hotel room. So like Jimi you have, Hendrix, you have Marilyn Monroe, like Winehouse, so all of them. The, Amy the Winehouse book started murderer. with yeah. I win last comic standing, and then the very next day I get pulled into my holding deal. And they go, yeah, you're not, you know, you're not funny, right? We just made you, <laughs> you know, we know. made you this thing. Yeah. So then the, the deal is I'm a low level. Like I basically curry like bullshit letters yeah. from city to city. So I'm at the Columbus Funny Bone. Somebody's going to come up to me after the show and go, I liked your special. And then I have to give this guy an envelope. That's like kind of my job. <laughs> right. So that, but it's bullshit. And then so I go, hey, what about, I want to shoot a new special. And, and my manager and agent, that's all. But I think they go, no, we got to keep you at this level. You're right. like a consistent road comic. We yeah. can't put you in the next level because we have Schumer. We have all these people that, <laughs> that, that we have all these people. She must be a fucking assassin. Yeah. She must that be. already there. So then She's this whole, the I wrote a whole thing. Like, so this whole thing happens. Then at the end, I kill somebody. Like, that wasn't my thing. I don't know how to fight. I, I get assigned. Uh, do you know who Ryan Hamilton is? Uh, yeah. So he's a Mormon, like, comic. Well, yeah, yeah, he looks like Jerry Seinfeld. Super yeah. clean. He's whatever. great. So he gets assigned with me because I, I fuck up a lot. But he's like a Jason Bourne. He's, so he's really clean on stage. Yeah. But off stage, he wrecks dudes. Like, that's kind of the thing, right? <laughs> he, he, he's a guy that did, like, a documentary about being Jerry Seinfeld or something. Yeah. Uh, no, he's super fun. He's so funny. But anyway, so then at the end of this book, I I kill somebody by act like this whole thing. I I kill somebody, and then I get called into a room, and they go, "Hey, congrats on your new Netflix special." So I had to kill somebody, and then I got a thing. So then I was like, you know what? Every city I go to, I'm gonna f- try to film that as like a my a phone. Part like, of hey, here's what's really going on, people. They're gonna oh, kill yeah. me, and I want to share. But at the same time, I'm trying to, like, get into cars, and I'm trying to do some of the spy this, stuff that I know. This is this is why I never wrote it. This, this it, is why I never wrote it. Yeah. Your your listeners have to understand. This is this is what you do, John Heffern. You you have more ideas <laughs> than anyone that I know. You really do have more ideas than anyone I know. You know what you should do is you should get an assistant to just write down all your ideas and turn them into the fucking industry. Yeah. Like like you come up with them, and then the assistant passes them on beyond. to some. Steve Renazizi yeah. just started a podcast, and it's going to be airing in the beginning of this year, and it's going to be a great fucking podcast. But he just he wanted to do a podcast. He's like, I don't know, maybe it's just me talking. Maybe it's. I think the ship has sailed for a podcast of like dudes hanging out. Like I was in, I got I got grandfathered into it, uh-huh. and I think you know, and I think. I think this works. I think I'm going to try to, but you got to try to read the market and see what people like. 
People like, want to be educated now, I think. Like, if they're in the comics. People love murders. They love hearing about murders. That's like the most popular podcast or murder podcasts. So you're saying we should murder each other right now? No, but we should definitely. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if you did a podcast where you're like, all right, we're going to see if we can break into this house and get close to murdering him, but not murdering him. And we're <laughs> so all like all a live okay, break so, in. So, yeah. so back to, remember, we were just talked about how you have knives all around? Yeah. So my, my buddy, let's go, let's full circle, right? Uh, my my buddy goes, hey, where your where your slingshot safes and stuff like that, you know, in your bedroom. And I go, well, the one's right here. He goes, it's a bad place for it. And I go, why? He goes, well, watch this. He goes, get in the bed. We were, we were setting up like stuff around my house so I could practice yeah. firing. He goes, get in your bed, get underneath the covers. And he goes, close your eyes. <laughs> Take your pants off. Take your pants off. <laughs> now now get, a little, like, get a little chub. Like, yeah. Don't get full on, but just get a little. I'm going to grind sure. against you a little bit. No, so he goes... Close your eyes for, for 10 seconds. Don't, no matter what, don't open them. So I close my eyes. It was scary. Uh, and I open, I open it, my eyes. He's got his guns cleared. There's not, nothing in the magazine. We're not dicks. Yeah. He's got his gun in my face with, with a pillow over the thing. He goes, where's your safe? Where, where do you keep your stuff? And you go, right there. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. But no, he was showing me. He goes, he goes, can you get to your gun now? No, because the guy's already in the thing. So that's why he's a big knife guy. You have your knife on the side. That's, oh, fuck you, yeah. You, that's easier to grab and just – you don't even have to know what you're doing. You're flailing, and oh, you can yeah. get the bad guy off. Oh, and then and then that's something to where even cover a darkness, like you don't have to aim necessarily. You just, you just grab it and you Wait, do you feel like Do you feel like as being a little person, do you f- ever feel threatened in situations? Oh, fuck yes. Really? <laughs> fuck yes. Like that's why I, I I think that's why I picked out the fiance that I have because my fiance is a fourth degree black belt. At, at at one point, she was ranked number two in the nation. Really? Yeah, she could fuck dudes up. So so I I think that's why I'm with her. Did you say that you there aren't any pictures of your fiance online? No, you don't have any on them. No, I don't have them because like because. If someone comments to me, like someone comments on my photos and says, like, hey, you're you're a short fuck, like, whatever, okay, I don't care. Yeah. That, that, that That's me. But if I were to post a picture with my fiancé and then someone said something mean about her, I would kill them. Really? Just, I would, I would know that I'd be in, in a rage. And, like, I... So, so... And that, and that terrifies me. When you go to bars, are yeah. you, are like, do, do you go out to, out to bars after shows and stuff? Sometimes. And Rare. Do, do you feel like, do you... Because you're and you are famous, but you are like being a little person. You've instantly become a celebrity, also. Yeah. So you're like a double famous person. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have drunk guys that everyone wants the, either the picture or they think they're funny. Yep. Yeah. Well, now when people ask for a photo, I say why, and if and if, and if they say because you're Brad Williams and I really like you, I go fuck yeah, let's take a let, let's take a million photos. Yeah. Don't care. But if, but if, but if they say something like oh I just think it'd be cool, I go oh it's just because I'm a midget. So no. Yeah, no how photo. many people at bars like like I? Do guys touch you a lot? Yeah, the yeah. guys want to like not to be. If I if there's like drunk meatheads, do guys come up and go? I want to try to pick you up. Oh yeah, that ha- that's, that's why that happens. Back time. to the tactical pen. <laughs> I, you get dude, this tactical I see you. Pen. I see you with that thing, Heffron, and I, I was at want back one. Here, I'm not. I want to go back to this thing, but I was at the Tampa Improv. In, yeah, in, in I'm, I signed something for a lady. Did this, you do side splitters? Uh, used to, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this dude yeah. picks me up by it. my feet. Improv. <laughs> he yeah. picks me up by my feet, and my head is higher than the headshots at the Tampa Improv Bar. Wow. That's how high up I am. And I didn't know whether he was going to dump me, like like pick me up and slam me. Yeah. So I, I, I had to, like, I, 
I looped his leg and I had I had this out. I I'd had it like this. I'm like, if he slams in the four, I'm gonna have to stab him in the face. Yep. But luckily yeah. he was just the drunk. And then I got so pissed at the door staff. I go, just kind of general rule, dumb. If an audience member lifts a comic <laughs> off the ground, <laughs> it's not that's a good thing. Probably when you guys need to get your face out of the phone general and go rule of thumb. Yeah, <laughs> and go and go put them down. Yeah, I, um, can I? I mean, uh, th- thank God that I wrestled in high school because I've had times when a guy has tried to pick me up and I sprawl. I flat out sprawl. One guy, I shot, I shot a half on, and then like flipped him over. And then, like, really? now he's on the ground, and I'm laying on top of him, and he's, and he's sitting there with um, me laying on his throat, and he's like, I just wanted to pick you up. I'm like, yeah, not cool. I'm a yeah. 32-year-old man. Like, you don't just go pick up random 32-year-old dudes. Like, what? we don't do that. Uh, I have I've, – I've had one experience mm-hmm. where um, I, felt, I felt like I was a prop to this guy for the night. Yeah, like he kept going. Get right. hey, go over here. One more picture. He kept taking pictures, and he was like, uh, "Lean in and kiss my cheek." And I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, go. And I was for like, "I'm yourself. not fucking kissing." He's like, "Fucking do it, man." And I'm like, "I'm not doing like." And I was like, "He's like, let me play with your chit- your tit." And I'm like, I'm "Like, dude." And but I don't. But I, here's the thing: is I have a weird um, need for validation. So well, I don't comics, we all like, do. I, I, yeah. There are a million girls that have pictures of them pinching my nipples. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Sure. And there's guys that have the pictures, but that guy bothered me so much, and I was and I didn't say anything, and I was angry at myself that I didn't go, "Hey, man, go fuck yourself." I ended up just sitting there and taking pictures with him, yeah. and then leaving. But like, I would it would drive me fucking. That's why I don't go to bars much because I don't want to fucking. Yeah. I don't want to be the thing. I don't want to be your play toy. Right. No bugs me when you get pictures with people. Is uh, by the way, if uh, you ever get, to, if you want to take a picture with a comic after a show, if you could un- unlock your phone, you probably save about five years of our lives. <laughs> but uh, God, I wish it. you could see the face that Bert just made. Uh, it, fucking exhaust. Uh, hold on one second. How do you hold on? What, how, what, uh, I, wait, you, I lost it. it. I lost, I lost it. it. Hold on. Yeah. How do you find it? Is this isn't my phone. I don't have an Android. <laughs> yeah. I, is, you ever amazing. have guys do that thing? Like, I take the same picture with everybody. It's double fist, or I make a fist and I rest it on top of shoulders, mm. and I and I stand That's very rigid. Smart. That way, my wife, if, if if it's like a girl, if my hands open, then she'd be like, "Oh, you're kind of into her." Yeah. So I go straight rigid. But you ever see the guys that put their hands in the cup your love handles? Like, yeah. Like put your hand, yeah, uh, yeah, around like, your. I've had one guy that drives like I elbow guys. I always put my elbow out and and I literally always go, "Are we on? Are we on prom date, dude?" Right. That, that's pretty. That's I had a, a pretty guy, you own me hand thing, and dude, I would I had like a guy not to be touched. Rub my side. I'm doing this for Instagram, so everyone Ooh, knows that okay. my podcast is going up right now. It is with comedian John Heffron and Brad Williams. And uh, it will be going up tonight. You can go to BurtCast.com. Hashtag Tom is fat. <laughs> um, Tom's girl looks fucking good. Oh, are, are you guys like today? In, are you guys in a, the, the competition? The I saw him today. Yeah, <laughs> getting nervous. I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm fucking. You, how, how much time do you have uh, until uh, next Tuesday, dude? You got you got you, you, wrestling, yeah, you, you got to do the wrestling thing where you start. Way, dude. Well, yeah. you start. I'm gonna run it in tracksuits. I, <laughs> I gotta get below 227, which is fine. I'll do that. Trash bags. I, no, below 227. <laughs> right now, I'm two. Two thirty, 
Okay. But I've, I've, I started at 256, so I'm down 25 fucking pounds. Pretty but awesome. at 230, I can lose three pounds in the, over the weekend. That's not a hard thing. And then all I got to get there, and then that last day, the next day, we're doing Rogan back-to-back, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I shouldn't really say that out loud here, but I already did. And uh, <laughs> we're doing it the second and the third back-to-back, and the first day's weigh-ins are the second. That's just where we got to get out of obesity into general uh, overweightness. Mm-hmm. And then that was the bet, the initial bet. And then Ari's got to pay for us to go on a trip. And then the next bet is who shaves their beard off is the person who lost the most weight gets to shave the the fattest person's beard off go on like a three-day coke binge dude dude i can I, look <laughs> i've be got done, man. tom is scared because he's like this isn't healthy man we're not being healthy i was like it's not about fucking health it's about fucking i canceled my cardiologist appointment because i was like i don't want him to see me in this shape if i fucking i haven't eaten in days but and then i'm gonna do hardcore weight loss like the in between monday and tuesday just fucking sauna suit and just jog it out just well, because, but like, sure, you've been fat, but you, but you've always been that beer fat where it's yeah. like your belly is tight. Like my belly's not, hard as a fucking rock. It's not sagging at all. Like no. it's a rock hard. It's rock hard, but it's yeah. But my problem is bloat. Like I drank, I, I just haven't had a beer in over since Thanksgiving. Oh wow, no kidding. I've been had a beer. I've been had a lot of vodka sodas. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That covers it. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to say, Bert, you've been dry. No, no. I mean, I, what I the other thing is, I don't drink as much as I think people think I drink. Like, I don't necessarily drink when I'm at home. Yeah, but I will drink. I like drinking. That's the other thing is, I also like drinking. Like, right. If I go to do, I did this podcast yesterday, and they were like, "If you want to drink," and I was like, "Yeah, why not? I don't mind having a couple drinks, getting a little, little bit of a buzz, going mm-hmm. home, getting an Uber home, coming home, having a cigar, another cocktail, go to sleep. Are you fucking kidding me? That's American. That's dream. called American. That's yeah. called American dream. Yeah, they don't do that in fucking Tehran. <laughs> <laughs> What time do you got to get out of here? Oh, I'm good, man. Okay, okay. I saw you check your watch. No, no, no. I'm good. Um, we'll do. We'll just do like 15 more minutes. There you go. We'll 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 bring it full Solid. circle. Wrap it up. I mean, like I I don't know, John. Now I'm trying to get to a point where I I look at your preparedness and I kind of want to get there. Oh, I got some books for you. What do you What do you want to read? <laughs> uh, I recommend getting CIA secrets that'll keep you alive. That book's awesome. Okay, CIA secrets that'll keep you alive. Is, now, are did any of these written by Jesse Ventura? No, no. Okay, are, okay. Uh, it, it's all about uh, that book's good because that shows you what uh, what hotel rooms to get when you're in a hotel. Ooh, why you never on. get the door? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go start, start all over. What hotel room should I get in hotels? Not by you want to be below floor seven because most fire department ladders mm-hmm. can't make it up higher than floor seven. I used to have I used to have rope and rappelling gear. That I brought with me on the road because I was a fucking lunatic. You spelunked. Uh, well, I can repel. <laughs> I can repel. Although I did fall off a waterfall repelling, but <laughs> that's a, hence the oxy cotton. Yeah. Um. But uh. But so what else? What it was. So then there's also the door that's right by the stairs is the most kidnappy door. You know how you get that? Like how the stairwells right there. See, that's and you think people... that's the safest because you're like, okay, that's my way out. And then I in in the book too it has all this stuff where you can set up your room to see if anybody like messes with anything. I have an app. I don't know. If I don't let trans- anyone in my room. Yeah, well, they come in there. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was in a room recently, and I'm like, I don't wear polo. Like, why do I smell polo cologne in my room? 
But I have an app where you can take a picture of, let's say, your desk, and then you take another picture of it, and it'll show you if anything was moved. Oh, uh, wow! Do you know the name of that app so I can download <laughs> I, it right yeah. now? I'll text it. I don't it like to you. people in my fucking room at all. Yeah. Like, no, there, there's all these different ways you can set up, like a little piece of tape. I uh, you can put on the top of the door, like mm-hmm. a, a clear uh, scotch tape, and you put yeah. it at the very top. So you can't see it. Nobody looks up there. So if it goes in, if the tape's off, yeah, then somebody was in there. I uh, uh, I had we had a porta potty in our front yard because we were renovating. Yeah, and homeless guys were using it all the time, like it, yeah. all all night long. There was just it was all. I, I pulled up from the from the comedy store one night, a little buzz, and there was a line in my front yard, and I was like, "The fuck!" And they're like, "Back of the line, buddy." I was like, "It's my fucking house. Everybody out." <laughs> and so I decided I wanted to find out if someone was using it at night. Yeah. So I took tape and I put it on the door in a really discreet place on the thing. And I was like, there. Now, no one's going to see that and open it. So the next morning, I go out to see if the tape is there. And as I'm walking out there, one of the dudes who's working on my house is walking to the porta potty. And I was like, oh, I should get to that first. But yeah. he beat me to it. And he gets to the door. And then he takes the tape off and opens the door. I go, so I guess it wasn't hidden that well. He yeah. told yeah. us all the fucking tape. <laughs> This book's good though. I think it's uh, was it the how to stay alive? But it shows you how to barricade your room, how to do improvised weapons. Yeah, like in your hotel room. Oh, I, I could, like I it. I could do a whole fucking TV show on that. Uh, well, well, I mean, well, there's a spy camp that I really want to go to. The the guy puts on it's five days long. Yeah. Day one is tactical handgun shooting. Day two is shotgun. Day three is evasive driving. How to bust through roadblocks. How to do you know shoot over car day mm-hmm. three is all kidnapping stuff getting out of zip ties getting out of uh, duct tape how to hot wire and back out of a car and day three is counter surveillance how to track people and then how to not be tracked but it's John, five, why don't it's you five do this grand for the series. week it's five you... grand for the week mm-hmm. but i'm like i might just go dude i have kevlar sh- i have kevlar shoelaces uh these aren't these ones so my buddy zip tied me yeah. I have uh, like this started from a joke, and then I asked about. So if I was zip tied, you can take the Kevlar shoelaces and you do the sawing thing where you kind of go like that. Yeah, and you saw out, and then you're out of zip ties. Amazing. I'm kind of turning into a nut job. <laughs> like, like it. I mean, like, is- it, it, and I, I don't know if it makes me crazy that I hear that, and I don't think, oh, John's crazy. I think, oh man, he's way ahead of where I need to be. Like, <laughs> <I> <laughs> that's just, what I need to do. Be, be, be it's that the moment. It's the moment where fucking where the streets meet your door, yeah. like fucking terror and all the propaganda that the news organizations put out of there's 12 Dude, killings when it meets your front door we're in a different city it's not like you can like you know fortify this house and you're here all the time yeah you're like in a different scenario how many times have you like i went to the grocery store by and the club owner goes yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't go to that gas station if i were you oh okay thanks for for letting me know so what yeah. and look at charlotte like i, I stayed at that hotel when all that Shit went down to Charlotte where they ran into the front and mm-hmm. they punched the people who worked at the. You, you don't what know, happened man. in Charlotte? Like, bad was the Black Lives Matter thing when they're protesting, but they went into that hotel and started busting up that window. Really? And then they punched a couple people who were on the first floor. That was a, that's where the like Comedy Zone puts you up. Yeah, is that so hotel? Was that, Jesus. So, it goes like that was just my proof that yeah. it goes down. And, and I mean, it's layers. It's base layers. And for. People that think, oh, man, you're being too paranoid. Hell, remember the the, the story this year uh, where the contestant of The Voice, where someone came up afterward for a meet and, and greet. stabbed her. Shot her. 
Shot, shot her. her, shot her, yeah, shot her. Shot her right in the head. And didn't, like, say everybody down, like, didn't make it all dramatic, just walked up with the gun, put it set There's ahead. a couple great oh. books that I read. One's called Left the Bang. I, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, and that one's, you know, when I walk, like, if I'm walking, let's say, Philly again, I, I'm kind of <laughs> paranoid about watching people's hands. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm walking, I don't have my face on my phone. My, my headphones aren't on. That way I'm a little bit more I'm, – I'm at uh, Situation Orange where I'm paying attention to life. <laughs> Not crazy red, yeah. right. but I'm, I'm always watching people's hands. I'm, I'm, I'm a ju- big – I'm that guy too. Just hands. to see because your hands will, will tell whatever. And my, my daughter gets mad at me for this because it was something I forced us to do. If I come into a parking structure, let's say I'm parked at the parking spot in a, at L.A., yeah. I count. I pick like a random color. Uh, where are all the white cars? Before I get to my car. So it makes me scan the parking lot to go, okay, there's a white car, there's a white car. But at least my eyes are, are kind of tracking. See, my wife doesn't e- have everybody. this. My wife is the same. She works auto shows. She's in a different city. Like She called me. I go, where are you? She goes, oh, wait, she works for Mercedes. She goes, oh, we just loaded one of the Mercedes. It's like a $200,000 car up onto this thing. I go, where are you at? She goes, I'm, you know, Fort Street. I go, are you in downtown Detroit? And she's like, yeah, I go, and you're with $200,000 Mercedes and you're talking on the phone. What are you nuts? Yeah. <laughs> can you Ooh. not, can you not be doing that? Yeah. Where's the, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing a Kickstarter to play in Detroit. I almost bought that travel hoodie that you are promoting. You're, it's good. you're, you're it's raising good. money to play in a club, to play in a theater or something. I, I, I can, instead of, instead of, so here's the way my brain works. Yeah. This is, by the way, Kickstarter brought it to me and okay. said, we want we want people to try this. And I was like, well, what's the idea? And they're like, get a theater. That mm. you, they, they, like, I, I know I have, my podcast is big in Detroit for some fucking reason. Okay. I don't know why, but I've never played Detroit, and Mark Ridley doesn't need me to fill his club up, mm. so I will never play Detroit until, unless I do a theater. Now, you can go out to like Why Live does Ridley need you? He, he doesn't need me. He still puts, I, this is what they said to me, was his club sells out every fucking show. So he just puts up local acts and like traveling like B comics and it and it sells out every fucking show. Mm. And I, I would love to do Detroit. I sure. would love to do Detroit. And so I could get you in the Ridley's, but that's, that's well, the very first club I ever started at. Really? Yeah. Now you make me feel bad that I sold out every show that anybody <laughs> could get up. There. I, I thought that was me. I thought it was the one place that I had. <laughs> so Kickstarter said, get a theater that seats like six hundred. Mm-hmm. Say and so this is where my brain's at. So go, all right, guys. I'm going to be doing one show on a Friday night. Uh, tickets are twenty five dollars. You can buy them on this Kickstarter page. And if we sell six hundred to whatever I need to cl- clear my yeah. money, if we sell that, then I will be doing this theater. And if we don't, you get your money back and you didn't waste your money. And then here's Ooh. the other thing. You ready for this? Yeah. Saturday morning, I'll be doing a catered breakfast at my hotel room. Mm-hmm. Tickets are. $35, anyone who wants to dr- day drink with me Saturday morning and watch college football or Premier League soccer, yeah. or and but there's going to be a catered breakfast, and if we sell 100 tickets to that, we'll be having a catered breakfast at my hotel room. If not, I'm just going home. So it's a, great, a better way. Like that, We were even thinking, like, what if we did a show Friday and then a pub crawl Saturday afternoon, and t- people could buy tickets through the Kickstarter to the pub crawl and... Why don't you do – now we're going to brainstorm. Why don't you do Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor, Michigan? Yeah. It's Is that close to Detroit? 50 miles from uh, 
the Comedy Castle. There's a club there, the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, is where I started, started. Yeah. I, um, that seat's like 300. They'd have, they'd give you the door, because I'm there in June, and and I'm, I've performed there every day or every, you know, year for 27 years. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, this year I was like, I went to John Reap. I go, why don't you just come and do the, do the week with me? I'll yeah. give you like my money. I just want to host something and I want to bring friends. Let's have yeah. have the, like the friends of John Heffron. And then I asked Alonzo Bowden, would you want to do it? Everyone said, yeah, you should do that at that place. It's a comedy club. Yeah. You're, so you get the same amount of people. Uh, yeah, I, I I could get you that in about two seconds with having to pay no theater things. Yeah, there you go. It's the same. You're doing the same thing. You're yeah. still doing Kickstarter. You could still do one one night, one night, and, and I host the, it. And then the breakfast we'll in the morning that. is the key, we'll, and we'll fill that. Place. That's where you make your real money. Ann Arbor is where University of Michigan is, and there's a billion places that you could have cool breakfasts. I need to go to fucking. Have you ever performed in Michigan? Yeah, uh, I used to perform at a com- oh, wait, comedy club to- there. Kalamazoo's in Michigan. Yeah, I performed in Michigan. Yeah, or Grand Rapids. You don't do Doctor Grins? No, I'm supposed to do a call and sick to work show with the free free beer and hot wings guys. There you go. Um, we're supposed to do a call and sick to work show at Doctor Grins. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. or at the dis- the distillery there, Long Road Distillery. Um, but they're setting it up, and they they can't do it yet. We're going to do that in the spring. But those call and sick to work tours. That's the other thing I'm doing is. I do this call and sick to work show. I'm sure I've I've heard about it. And I go in, I drink on morning radio. I go right to the club at eleven, and we do a noon show, and everyone calls in sick to work. And I think we're going to do one of those at the comedy store in February for all things comedy and live stream it. Yeah, and but bring like well, that's cheating to do it in Hollywood because no one works here. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think it would be hard to sell tickets in Hollywood. <laughs> Burr's like, oh, you can sell it out. And I was like, no, you can sell it yeah, out. Yeah, you can sell it yeah. out. I was like, you, I think you're confusing you with me. The yeah. fact that we're in the same, like. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always shocked when they when the comedy store does something like, all right, they just put on Twitter, Louis C.K. tickets tonight. He, the the t- t- tickets go on sale at 11.30 a.m. And they, and, they, and they post that at 10.30. And there's a line at 11.30. And I'm like, how did you get out of work that quick? I'm amazed. Do you just not work at the shows that they put on right now? Amazing. It's D- David Spade, Bill Burr, fucking yeah. Ron White, fucking Doug Stanhope, Joe Rogan, and I'm just like, are you fucking shitting me? By the way, every single one of those guys older than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still yeah, killing yeah. it. Still, still, re- killing still it. relevant. Those There's guys hope. have like I was talking. Um, I just got my headshots done with uh, uh, Troy. You know he yeah, does Troy the, Conrad. Yes, super cool. And we were He's talking about photographer. the 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 work ethic of the of Rogan. You're never gonna fucking. That's, you can't. Just, work, I mean, that guy has a family. Thick. He's he's older than he's healthier than us, but he's mm-hmm. old, old, older older than us. He's so much and healthier he's than su- us. He puts out 700 podcasts a week. Travels somehow. Spends time with his kids he's and does cool. sets. Like on the off days, like and has time to smoke elk, hunt elk, make elk tartar. Like yeah. the guy's fucking. How do you do? Is it? I need it. That's gonna be my 2017. Just be Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said earlier, Liza. I think's the same way. 
But see, there you go. Eliza, my, my Eliza, Eliza is a cheat because she doesn't have kids. So she well, doesn't have to fucking worry. And she's not married. And she's 30. Uh, well, I don't want to say her age. But she's way she's younger 39. than 39. There's a huge difference. <laughs> yeah, she's actually 52. I think she's in her 40s, but she claims. Holy bag. 32. There's a huge difference between 32 and, and my age. There's sure. a difference between 32 and 42. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And the, But there's a, another difference is there's like a, like, I wouldn't want to be 32 in this business again. Oh really? Why? Oh. Why? Why not? No, why, hold on, why, should, why should I hate my life right now? Because <laughs> it's a very powerful age. You're right. I, I think that early thirties. That's people. That's a good age to be because people. That's your prime. You're like, yeah. You're I just at the got age. lucky. Mm-hmm. Like I got lucky. I don't know if I get lucky again. Oh, I see. Like I got lucky. Like I yeah. got to I, at thirty six. At thirty four, I started booking a lot of television meaning like pilots yeah like just I, I maybe did from fucking 32 to 34 i probably did 15 pilots mm-hmm. and I, it was 10 grand a pop is what you'd get for a pilot back then and it was all scripted and i just you know i i remember making a decision not to test for a tv show on cbs i remember saying i'm not gonna i i'm not gonna do this if you want it, it's an offer, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to test for it because I've I'd already done pilots at CBS. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I might be wrong about that. I think I might have tested, and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, and they were like one of these things. And there was, but there was this panic at 32 that I had that I was like, that I was like, what if I don't make it in this business? Like, because right. there was any, a sincere possibility of not making it, of yeah. just being a guy who could do the road. And that, and, and I'm not saying I made it, yeah. but I, but there was a sincere. Moment that, where you, I don't where, know if where, that ever goes away. Like even I think it, it's like a video game. Each new level, there's a boss guy you got to kill. So, like I, I wanted to complain. I think it was with some feature act somewhere, and I was like, "Yeah, my next year, I'm 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 home one day because I'm doing like five corporate events on oh, January. It's a dream. And then I have three, and I mm-hmm. was I, it was it was like a legit complaining. Yeah, but they don't care. They're like, uh, "I'll do whatever ones you don't feel like." Like so, yeah. yeah it's, it's all. It, it's all. It, it's all perspective. It, it's all when you get to that next level. Okay, now you want to get to that next level. How do you do it? Well, we're, yeah. And, we're, and and when you say like, because now you feel like, what if I didn't make it? And now, like, we're at a level that a lot of comedians would dream and give the right nut to be at. And yet we're still fighting to get. I think to it's that harder next level. To, to stay at a certain level than it was to get to a certain level. Oh, I think it's much harder to stay at a certain level than get to a certain mine, level. So after yeah. I, Maintained. That, after last comic, <laughs> uh, uh, I was on in 1974, so whenever that was, <laughs> right? And let, let's just say the money I was making at clubs then. Uh, then over time, that's gone down a little mm-hmm. and down a little. And so the numbers of my shows, like yeah. people showing up, it's just – it's. here's why this is going to be real sad. You know the story of like uh, – not HR Puffet stuff um, – Who's Little Jackie Piper, the dragon? The, 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 Pete, 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 Pete the Magic, magic Dragon. Puff, Puff the, the Magic, magic dragon. dragon, Little Jackie okay, Paper. Okay, this is my the sad, and I got to get out of this melancholy. But I, I feel like I'm Puff the Magic Dragon. I'm How's in that? a cave. People mm-hmm. used to show up, mm-hmm. and then shit happened in their life where they got busy with their kids, and nobody shows up. And I'm oh still... God. In the, is that the saddest thing? That's the saddest You're about thing. to drive your tactical pain into your eye. Is that a sad started, analogy? They were like, oh, yeah. John Heffern. I remember him. 
I know that guy. Remember? Was, uh, wait, didn't that guy kill himself? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well no, he worked for the government, comment. and yeah. then the government was an assassin for the government, and then wait, the government had him so die. Then why, so then John why, Heffron, did did he was he the that thing got a Hemi guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that that guy? I I think I. But think. to stay at that level and to stay relevant because. It, he, I was telling my managers this. I'm like, you know, you work the improvs and funny bones and they're all great, but it's a it's a slow death if that's the only thing You've got to be creating other th- things that you're doing. Yeah. You've got you, ha- you in have this to business. plan what you're out because there's a whole a whole new fresh people like No, you know you just you just some mercy so, bookings. So you you told me about that. You told me that about you just said about that colonel who said take look at three of your peers. Mm-hmm. I do that constantly yeah i am looking at my peers constantly seeing what they're doing i heard another thing if you want to know find out if you're successful see who you hang out with and mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm i will say and i unequivocally i hang out with the greatest comics in this world there's no mm-hmm. questions asked that is for my comedy that for my comedy i hang out with the greatest comics i do comedy with them and then that is where – so that, now I know where my bar is creatively for the material that I'm writing and putting out yeah. is when they say that's funny, I know yeah. we're, we're going in the right direction. Also, uh, tangentially, uh, I don't sure. know if that's right now, sure. but like I look at Rogan as an inspiration all the time and he is constantly doing – he's always at the front of whatever technology is. So like with podcasting, I look at his podcast with the video and the fucking guests he has on and where he's going. And then I look to Bill and I go and I, and I pick Bill's brain and Al Madrigal and Segura. And I'm like an Aryan, like everyone. And then like, to, and then I, today I was like, I had this real epiphanous moment and I was like, you know, Oh shit. I can just make shit. I can just make shit. Like Al set it up where I can just make shit. Mm. I'm going to make shit. I'm just going to make everything. I'm going to make all my ideas. I'm going to make all my ideas. I'm going to put it all on the table. I'm going to make as much shit as I can this next year. I'm gonna, I'm doing a scripted series, but I'm gonna, like, which is different. But I'm going to do all the fucking dumb ideas <laughs> I've had that no one's wanted to shoot. That and I have tons of them, like yeah. tons of. I I pitched one as a joke today. I go, Tom Segura, I want to do this show, and I said the thing, and Bill's like, "You're shooting it. You're shooting mm. it. You're gonna shoot it." We're, well, that's the first thing we'll do. He's like, I'll be your first guest. And Tom's like, I guess we're doing this. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's the way it should be. You have a fucking half-baked idea. And, and you go, here we go. Let's so make it. Let's do it. Do it. Like, I, I remember when my, yeah, that sounds old. When my first CD came out in like 92, mm-hmm. that cost me $6,000 to, sh- to record, to edit. And then I had to go to this Harmony House, his place in Michigan to get it. You know, distributed. It right. was such n- and six thousand dollars in ninety two, which is like we, maybe twenty two thousand so, dollars now. But that was with editing and setting yeah. up. Dude. You can literally d- record an album today, right now, and here, and it's on iTunes by six o'clock. I and that technology to to shoot your Facebook lives mm-hmm. or to whatever that it's so there. I wish at thirty two, someone had pulled me aside and said. Hey man, are you interested in starting a production company? And I said, "Why?" And he goes, "Cuz that's what your career will be. Yeah. You'll be shooting and editing a podcast. You'll be recording a podcast. You'll be shooting and editing your own videos to put to your Instagram, your YouTube. <laughs> You'll be fucking editing all your shows. You'll be the basically you better be ready to start a production company." Yeah. And and I know like it was really interesting going into this meeting we had today because I went in knowing full well what I need what I need to take my career to the next level. Like I was mm. like and these guys were Cool as fuck. The and it's just a matter of doing it, or even doing it wrong. Like I just had, doing it wrong. Just do it wrong a bunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. no action these... is, is 
bad action sometimes better than no. Like I, I, I shot my special, and we're, we're still trying to sell it. And I have these two albums. Well, I was afraid to put out my two albums because some of the material is on the special. But this year I went, fuck it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm putting mm-hmm. out the album because I could do that. I have control. Yeah. I'm going to just – and then um, with that, then it's on Pandora. Then I buy a little bit of time. Dude, uh, and then the, my, my special is yeah. evergreen. There's nothing on I'd it that's, that, that's time-stamped. I'd put that on fucking YouTube. I'd be like, fuck, make the money in ad sales, put it on YouTube, and just mm-hmm. let people go, oh, I can get it for free. Because, you know, oh, you know, Stanhope, I did, think, did that with his special. He took it off. He was like – he had it from CISO, and he's like, I'm putting it on YouTube. And they're like, you can't do that. And he goes, go fuck yourself. He's like, I want people to watch it. Yeah. Nobody makes money off a of CISO, right? Don't know. Nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. Yeah. Sure, I mean, uh, look, I, I, I can probably t- – I'm sure Brad and I, I can tell, own... tell each other how much we made on our Showtime special. Sure. But it's it's not – I, I mean, don't own I, – I did one special with Levity, uh, my last one. It's not even on Netflix anymore. It doesn't exist. It's nowhere. It was on Netflix? It, it was, but now it's – but. Netflix is purging their system. And then mm. my and then my two other specials were Comedy Central. I have no proof that I've ever done stand up comedy with all my specials because I don't yeah, own them. My special, I don't they're, know where mine not are. Not anywhere. I get mine back in a year. Who yeah. who produced yours? Uh, this guy named Scott Montoya at LOL Flicks. I now sell my special on DVD. Really? At at, at my shows. Do oh, people you still got, buy you got DVDs? the rights back? Yeah. After a year? Yeah. Yeah, I got my rights back. I I, I think in. Three months. Yeah. So and I'm now, just going to post it everywhere. Put it on Vimeo. Put it on YouTube. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to sell it. I just want everyone to fucking watch it. Because the material's old. everyone to watch you are, it. You, you, you I don't do the material. Hour. I, 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 I'm not a big proponent. I mean, I think I've heard other I, people talk I, about this. I repeat shit. Oh, I, 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 I do, I'm a doing shit. a brand new fucking hour right now because that is the status quo in our industry. But I think. Thanks, Louis. I know. I've got to be mediocre. Really, dude? Yeah. I always want to say that. Couldn't you have sold your shit for seven ninety nine and not fuck the rest of us? Seven ninety nine. I love when super super rich guys. Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. You know what? Some of us don't have that that type of money. Yeah. I was talking you to someone. Sold it for 10 I was bucks talking to too. someone. They're like, you know, I'm a. I forget who it was. I want to say it was like Jim Jeffries or Joe or Bill or someone who's very successful. Right. And I was like, they had just done a special. And I was like, so when do you go out on the road next? And they're like, oh, I'm off the road for like four months. I'm taking some time off to work, to write. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And they're like, aren't you doing that? And I was like, no, I got to pay a mortgage. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the road. Yeah. I guess I'll be failing in front <laughs> yeah. of people right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, but I, my, my, like, it's interesting. The comedy fans that come up to me, like, they're comedy fans, and they're like, dude, I really appreciate you doing all new material. This mm-hmm. woman who is, she's not, I don't know, I don't know her. She doesn't listen to my podcast. She caught my Showtime special. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. And she just comes over and she's like, uh, hey, I just saw your special Thursday, and I thought, you know, it's really great. I want to see this guy live. Turns out you're here. I came, and I really appreciate that you did all new material. And I went, you're not supposed to notice that. Like you're not. You're, you're <laughs> supposed to say, I wanted to hear the hits. Right, right, right. I'm still telling the goddamn machine story. I'll tell that until I'm fucking <laughs> 55. As well, as well, you should, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would yeah. I mean some? I understand that some guys don't like it when they have a bit that sort of goes viral, and it's like now everyone just wants to hear that story or that bit. It's like, oh. 
Great. So there's your don't stop believing. Yeah. There's your thing that you could always do at the at the end of the night. That Ron White won't tell his tater salad, and I'm blown away by that. Yeah. I, beyond, I'm being real. If I went to see when I see him, mm. I would I would lo- I'd pay an extra hundred bucks for him to tell that story. Just so you could hear it and you know it's successful and you know like hey no matter what I do during the show when I, when when I, when I play stuff from the new album I always play Don't Stop Believing yeah right at the end and then everyone goes home happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so now we're just all trying to write that bit all right you, so so you, the guys this is what comics it. sound like yeah in real life yep this is fucking it was good it was good to uh, you know. Talk about stuff with other comics. Because I, I, mean, I love all the MCs and features I work with on the road, but it's, it's completely different conversations. Sure. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's hashtag you, headliner problems. Yeah, I remember, but I remember legit when I, problems, though. Yeah, they're I remember le- saying to Attel. They're not shitty. I remember saying to Attel when I first met him, and I said, what advice would you give me? He goes, quit now. It just gets worse. <laughs> and then one time we worked together, and he goes, can I give you a little bit of advice? I said, yeah. And he goes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to do the same set every time. He was like, I'd write if I were you. I was like, really? He goes, because one day you'll be going to the club and they will be paying to see you and you'll feel like, shit, I wish I had written more when I was young and knew what it was like to write on stage. And I was like, hmm. And then I just, I was like, oh, maybe I'll try to listen to the guy that I think is the greatest comic that ever lived. <laughs> yeah. And so, so follow, follow his advice. Um, and we learned anything from the podcast. It's carry a tactical pen. <laughs> uh, John, John, when you need public, to start. You always need to... have an out. Always look to know where the exits are. And don't pick up midgets. Don't, don't pick up midgets. <laughs> uh, unlock your phone. Survival guide. That yeah. You need to do, you need to do two things. You need to do a daily vlog of you and your bunker of like, of just like, you have no contact with the outside world, and you're just saying what's what you think's happening. Yeah. By now, the beasts have probably <laughs> succumbed to the zombies. Um, and then you need to do a survival series, or it's you doing giving advice. Fucking like this but is how today long. we're gonna learn how to get out of fucking uh, what you call it out of zip ties. Yeah. And it's just John. It's like it's like two and a half minutes. It is two and a half minutes. It is fast cut, but it is your survival good. Today, we're going to learn how to kill a man and with one punch. <laughs> Today, we're going to learn how to uh, to whatever. Clear all a room. Shit. Yeah, yeah, we're going to learn how to clear a room. Today, we're going to learn how to survive when you're locked in an elevator. Like all your fucking survival gears. That's a web series that I'd fucking really watch and I'd binge watch. Yeah. And I'd be horrible at it because I really don't know what I'm doing. That's my biggest <laughs> fear is getting in a fight in front of my wife because she knows how many class like – how much I train, be all the stuff that funnier. I have. Yeah, you'd be like, wait, no, you're supposed to come at me and punch with the right arm yeah, with an overhead yeah, right know, hook. That's what I know how to defend. Go, what the? It, it would be so funny to see you in zip ties for eight minutes going, any minute now, any minute well, now. Well, it's funny. So you get these, uh, the Kevlar shoelaces, right? But to do it right, you have to create this certain knot. And I don't know how to tie. I know how to tie my shoe. I don't know how to tie knots. So my buddy's going to zip tie me. He goes, you don't know how to do that knot. You're going to be in those zip ties for a while. I'll go, well, this time lapse it. And if I'm in there for like four it's hours. fucking great. The lighting changes. <laughs> yeah. His hair's grown. He's got a beard. Calendars are turning yeah, pages. You see, yeah, you see the clock in the background just like raining. Spinning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Christmas. I'd watch that series. I'd watch that series in a heartbeat. All right, Brad, what's the name of your podcast? My, my podcast is called with the Adam About Ray. Last Night Podcast with with Adam Ray. We got, we've had some amazing guests going in the back. Logs. You can find interviews with Neil Patrick Harris, Melissa, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Paul. Fee. What episode was John? What episode was John Heffernan? Uh, in our February episode, that's co- that's coming out next month. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Wait, do you notice? Do you notice? Uh, be honest, but like, yeah. Do you? Because if I have a celebrity on my podcast, mm-hmm. um, no one cares. 
But if I have you guys, like just comics, mm-hmm. they fucking are like, this is, those are bigger numbers. Like, I, for every time I've had someone famous on, I'm always underwhelmed by it. Do you notice that? It, is you the same well, way? Well, yeah, because uh, when we have, like, our one, one of our highest rate episodes is when we had Andrew Santino on. And Andrew Santino is one of our best friends, great comic, from S- so funny. The, be- so, the Bay Area. Is he? No, he's from, no, no, he's from Chicago. Andrew uh, Santino. Redhead. Oh, I don't know Andrew Santino. Yeah, you know, know he's a great dude, and uh, we we had him on, and just because he's 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 one of our buddies, we laughed so hard for an hour and twenty minutes, just shooting the shit and telling jokes. I would tell people go back and find that episode. That's a that's a great. Oh, one. I know Andrew Santino. Yeah, you've seen him around. Yeah, of course I know Andrew Santino. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I was so, thinking of some other guy. Yeah, so it, you. you you're right. Uh, Your best friends are the ones that like. Oh. Like if I have Joey Diaz on here, not Joey's a podcast gold, but yeah. I had Ari and Steve Renazizi, and that was a big number podcast for me. And I was like, wow, I would think that it would be big, but not yeah. so much bigger than like Bobby Flay or or like I had fucking Peter Jackson from the fucking the Lord director. Of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings. Wow, something. I'm, I'm not even the first Hobbit to be in here. Oh, <laughs> fuck. You know what, Ari? Uh, Ari's a good example of just what. What you said you want to do is just doing shit and whatever. Like, yeah. always been that. Like, I have this idea for this. I'm going to just do stories. Comics are just going to tell he's, stories he's about subjects. He's disappearing right now. He's going He's going to disappear into the world for, until March. You know? But he just did it. It's one of those things where mm-hmm. you just throw it out there. It just doesn't do it. stick. Lock just up, the, lock up the, the next thing. With the podcast, is like I remember being so nervous to put out my first podcast. And Segura yeah. just came over and took my gear, and he hit record, and he goes, you're doing it. This is your first podcast. I was on there Rogan's like, episode five. <laughs> and yeah. he had we, – we sat at on a couch like this. He had his, his MacBook Pro here, and he hit record on GarageBand. And we talked – Towards the pot, uh, towards the laptop. No microphones. Yeah, I said to and someone. That's a whole different setup. I said no, someone, nothing. Said yeah. someone yesterday. They they like, been, I don't even think there were microphones. They were like, uh, "You did Rogan's podcast when it was at his house," and I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Whoa, those are like the golden days." And I was like, <laughs> it, was, it was really weird doing back then because you just get high as fuck, yeah. and then you walk out and his whole family was there. You're like, hey. <laughs> I did. I was in. Me and my wife go to these digital detox camps because they're called Camp Grounded where they take away your phone, no watch, no whatever. I could do that. And I could do that. you're there mm-hmm. for like three days. So we're buying uh, camping stuff in some random place in North Carolina, and I'm just talking to my wife. I'm like, hey, we, make sure you get mosquito repellent. And this kid stops. And he goes, are you, uh, are you John Heffern? And then I, I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, he goes, I, I didn't know what you look like, but I recognize your voice from Rogan's podcast. Uh, that's happened to me. I, I'm, in, I'm in Walmart <laughs> at 2 o'clock in the morning buying whatever, and this is kid is probably 16 years old yeah. and thought yeah. it was the coolest thing. I'm like, I haven't done Rogan's podcast in two years, two or three years probably. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think but they live the on time. forever. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I was on a plane talking on a phone to someone, and someone and I laughed, and someone got up and turned around. They're like, "The machine," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah," and they're like, "I recognize that laugh anywhere." And I was like, wow. "Shut up!" Yeah. See, uh, when people see me, they pretty much know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are fucking. Your I stand your fame out. is all over you. <laughs> yeah, I can't hide it. No hats covering you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, someone once called me the world's largest keychain. <laughs> the 
That's funny. So we covered tour dates You're about yep. last night with Adam Ray. Great yep. podcast. Yeah. You guys got to have me on. I w- we want Please. you on so bad. We, uh, want, we, we want both of you on. Thank you. Oh, and my then, God. John, you got a bunch of series coming out. I have, got- a, I have a podcast with my wife called The Critical 48. We see each other 48 hours a week. It's uh, us kind of fighting and going over what we have to do with, with the house. Oh, nice. Uh, it's, it's good. I like it. She's guys, not a performer, so she, uh, it's very interesting. Do you guys yeah. ever have uh, double date couples on? Uh, we have not yet because I, I think that's what we should do is actually have, have other the comedians comic and, wives. and their wives. Right. That, way that would be he, great. It's kind of like a – well, do don't you hate it when he's only home for a day and he trashes the house? And then he leaves. How many yeah. similarities my wife and your wife would have? Yeah, they oh, need that like, support oh, group. Just, when hor- they just horror stories. You know what? I mean, yeah. The Hell, I would, <laughs> I would listen to – uh, your wife, your wife, and my fiance just sit around and bitch about their yeah. comedian husbands. I would listen to that podcast. I'm still laughing at that guy going, "Hey man, can I fuck your wife?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Sure, <laughs> fuck. All right, well, Absolutely. this has been good, man. And uh, two and a, two hours and fifteen minutes, perfect. Fucking, I love you guys. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate Thank you, it. I appreciate it. Good, good Thanks, luck with your weight life. Weight, weight life. Weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> This episode was brought to you by The Machine.